Her Majesty Queen Clarice and Her Royal Highness Amelia, Princess of Genovia. Genovia, the land I call my home. Genovia, Genovia, forever will your banner wave. And welcome, 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 welcome to the podcast that puts the plus in Disney Plus. It's Talking the Mickey. My name's Ian. My name's Ellie. I'm Ethan. And I'm Georgia. Wow, we have like two cases of lag today. Yep. This should be fun. Right, as you said, the podcast that puts the plug. Uh, 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 I was like, ah, oh, no. <laughs> oh, it's going to be right. a fun one. Well, that's okay. We're, we're going to power through. Speaking of powering through, Ethan, you've had a heck of a time watching this today. Yeah. I, um, I've seen this on every single possible electronic device I could because my internet doesn't like me. So I've seen the phone version, the TV version, the PS4 version, the smoke signal version. I'm really sad. <laughs> I'll tell you what, it felt like I'd it took... I'd be really interested to see the smoke signal version. I'll tell you what, it felt like it took me as long as it took you to watch this thing. Jeez, the number of times I paused this and went, how long is left in this film? <laughs> Jeez. I'll tell you what... <sighs> That's the only thing that was giving it a beat for any sort of tension to build was you and I trying to watch this because this film didn't give a fu fire truck in order to try and make you feel tension. Nope, we're going to talk about it. Then we're going to talk about. Um, we'll, we'll find out. So, uh, episode sixty-seven. We are talking today about the Princess Diaries, as chosen by Georgia. I hope she appreciates her last week here on the podcast. No, I'm joking. Uh, <laughs> you know, you were you talking to Ellie about the emotional capacity for jokes? Yeah. I I don't have all, the like awake capacity for jokes. See, we're all tired. <laughs> We're all tired and poorly or stressed out, and it means that I channel all mine. Of the above. I channel mine through <laughs> through excessive joke telling, and unfortunately, the two girls do not have the capacity to hear the jokes. So, Ethan, it's just going to be me and you ragging on each other today. I exist. There we go. You do. You do. Uh, so let's talk about some promos really quickly, and we'll get on with our review. So uh, Falcon and the Weekly Soldier. We dropped episode four on Wednesday because I forgot to drop it on Monday. So uh, it went Wednesday. <laughs> it was on Monday up on Best Film Ever. So, you know, but uh, Wednesday. I, I saw that today, and I was like, should I tell Ian that he dropped the wrong episode today and not the make my, the Melody Time one? And then I saw it, I was like, Oh, no, we just had a kerfuffle. Yeah, I just had a kerfuffle. I, it hit me. I went, I don't think I've released that on, on both streams. So <laughs> one copy and paste job later, and it was up. So that was good. Uh, and please check for our next one, which should be out Monday. If I if I remember correctly, I will have it out Monday. Uh, also, no, actually, no, that'll be already out, wouldn't it? Uh, by the time this hits, oh, episode five yeah. will be out. Apologies. So hopefully, yeah. hopefully it came out on Monday. I guess we'll find I out if I was lying that or one not. Character did that one that thing one and thing. Then said Captain America. Yep, uh, time delay jokes all over the place. Uh, on top of that, uh, we would have just released Parasite then. If I've got my my, my timings oh. right, yeah, Parasite, and it means tomorrow. That's exciting! I'm watching that tomorrow. Tomorrow we'll be dropping our real roundtable on the best picture winners, which will feature the four of us as well as Liam from Best Film Ever. So we will all be doing that. So that will be most enjoyable. And also, Ellie, you and I will be almost a week removed from releasing Killing Eve, our cleared for takeoff on Killing Eve. Georgia, I'm going to give you some props on this. The cleared for takeoff thing was the right choice. It's a good name. Thanks. It's a good name. I think I think so. It so, sticks. As you can see, there's these, lo- these are the comments I need when I'm not feeling well. There you go. I need more of that. Just praise. I oh, know that one was a joke. 
No, hey, don't would... even start. Don't even start. I will leave this Zoom meeting. I think if, if one doesn't have the capacity to take jokes, one doesn't have the capacity to make jokes. That's oh, okay. I won't make <laughs> So uh, let's go ahead. We'll talk about the charts really quickly. We charted this week in Canada. We charted in Brazil. We were charted in Switzerland. We were number eight in Turkey, including number 74 in all of TV and film, but number eight. And we were number 30 in all of TV and film in Japan, including number five in film review podcasts. So thank hey, you very I'm much. Happy. I'm drinking my Kimura Ramun uh Japanese carbonated soft drink to celebrate. I hey, Japan. I did not think about Except choosing. You're not allowed to drink it because it clinks every time you do. Yeah, yeah it's it a marble in it. It's a marble. Jeez, it but, keeps the carbon in it until in you, you, you smash it and then it like fizzes. It's cool, but I can't get the marble out, so I'm stuck. There we go. Uh, you've lost your marble. Uh, also, <laughs> on that note. Uh, I don't know. Do we have anything to talk about this week? I don't even know which button to push. Let's try this. Checking in with the morning report. Ethan, I know you sent some sort of message about the news. I didn't get a chance to read it. What are we talking about today, if anything? I said there was no news. <laughs> um, there was like a little bit of casting that came out like five minutes ago, which said Mads Mikkelsen is now also involved oh, in uh, Indiana ago. Jones 5. I heard that this morning on the drive-in. Mads Mikkelsen. Oh. <laughs> the, my on, internet definitely is bad. Yeah, yeah. No, no I heard this. Yeah, Mads Mikkelsen. I'm uh, curious yeah. what they have. He's got to be a villain. You gotta oh, think yeah, he's gotta yeah, be the villain yeah, yeah. in this. He's such a good villain. He's a good villain. Wasted, it'd be wasted potential. Mads Mikkelsen, if anybody has seen Casino Royale, the first Daniel Craig Bond film, he is the villain in that. Le Chief. With it the with with the eye that, that weeps blood. Or if you've seen uh Rogue One, or if you've seen um Oh, what was that? Uh uh, uh Doctor Strange. He's in those films yeah. too. So actually I can use that now to bump off the next thing because Rogue One Star Wars Firstly, Rogue One uh, has Cassian Andor. We have who played Eric Selvig um, in Thor? Skarsgård. Yeah, uh, Alexander Skarsgård has been uh, cast in the Star Wars Cassian Andor show as a character that we don't know yet, but apparently he's going to be a big role. Alexander Skarsgård, or which, which one's the dad? Is that old is it the dad we're talking yeah, about? Yeah, old, old man Skarsgård. Yeah, that's not Alexander, is it? Stellan. 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 I knew There's Alexander sounded wrong. There are. There are. Yeah. Stellan Skarsgård has been cast as a main role in the Star Wars Cassian Andor show with um, the rest of the Rogue One cast, which is really, really exciting. Um, and then this little thing for anyone who's interested in old school Star Wars, Disney Plus have released uh, Star Wars Vintage, which is all of the old 70s to early 2000s TV shows and cartoons. So things like droids, uh, the original Clone Wars and some oh, the old movies uh from the 80s with the ewoks so if you really like bad quality star wars stuff or just nostalgia check that out because it's an interesting time capsule yeah i remember droids wasn't very good that's yeah. just my childhood memory going yeah star wars and then about four minutes in going this isn't star wars <laughs> clone wars is pretty good not the clone wars the the new show but clone Wars the 2d animated tartskovsky um show it, it's cool if you have like an hour to put away it's just it's a lot of cool battle stuff but everything else We'll get around to it at some point, I'm sure. Yeah, on that note, let's get around to this at some point. Context Corner, Georgia, Princess Diaries. First off, why why this? Um, I chose this because I grew up with these books, so it is based on a book series. I keep forgetting um, that. Yeah, um, there's a whole series of books. This one was made. This film was made at the same time as the first book was being published. 
um so they yeah it was it was kind of the same they they came out quite close to each other um it was still a manuscript when it was taken on to be a film um they are slightly different um i'll kind of go over differences as we get to them but um yeah i grew up with the film and with the books um i've read all 10 books in the series um we had them as a box set um the last one is actually really quite the last three are really quite long um and actually probably less pg than the film is 50 shades um, of princess diaries no they're not that they're not that bad but they are uh, they become more like older teenage books than um than the pg that, well, that would is. make sense i think you need to age with your audience yeah and mm. it, it definitely did and this is also downplayed a little bit this film is becomes more pg than the, even the first book is okay all right and then on that note do you have any uh before we dive in any context notes we need to be aware of before we start uh, not massively so, because like I said, it was based on the book that was also coming out around the same time. Um, author Mel Cabot didn't have, didn't write the screenplay, but she was kind of consulted um, for different bits and pieces. But she maintains that the book series and the film series are separate universes. Um, she didn't want to be majorly involved with changes that they put in for the film because she didn't want it to affect how she continued writing her th- uh, book series. Um, oh. So there are some... Uh, discrepancies and that sort of thing probably the main one being is that her dad's not dead in the books i think the answer is when you get julie andrews you don't want that getting in the way that is exactly mm. what it is, is most it? of the line that Ju- <laughs> lines that julie andrews have are um, actually mia's dad um he is dying of testicular cancer in whoa the books. What the f- what? That, that's um, another reason why he's not in this that's that, also that's another harsh. reason why he's not in it um because he that is why that's why she's uh, kind of chased being chased down to become princess because he is going to die relatively soon okay. and because he can't have can't have any other cho- children because yep. of the testicular cancer um so yeah, yeah um Ooh. but yeah the the books are like i said quite a bit darker and actually really quite good i remember enjoying them i have to dig them out and give them another read um but yeah the film is a lot lot less like that but anne hathaway and julie andrews in a film together makes me so happy so you know <laughs> go oh. for it Okay, well, uh, let's not delay any more time then. I will give Ellie, this is like her 75-minute warning that you've got the next pick. I don't know if you remembered this or not. I so, did remember. Oh, I've got it ready. I'm just making sure. Half the time I tell people, they go, oh, no, no one said it was me. So I'm like, all right. I'm I gonna, think you've been a quarter this. of the time because it's usually me. Is it usually you? Sometimes it's Georgia. It's usually it's, me. It's been me once. Once I've gone, oh, my God, it's me. So here we go. <laughs> yeah, and it's never me, isn't it? Is it not? All right, all right. So uh, Sometimes, I, maybe. There we go. So let's go. <laughs> into this uh we get the uh the studio ident which you know is my favorite the 2d one and i will bring it up every time it comes up although it had no shimmer there was no shimmer at the end of it no. so uh 2d i say is the best uh, studio identification and they waste no time on these opening credits and this is directed by gary marshall it is that yes. surprised me that's a name i know but i can't remember what for gary marshall for people who let you well, you will gary marshall for people who are uh, listeners to best film ever we tackled a gary marshall film in a league of their own he didn't direct <gasps> it his sister Thanks. did but he played old mr harvey who makes harvey bars he also oh. directed pretty woman didn't he yes he does yeah. yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. And I'll oh, tell- well, that makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? Very what similar does to he this. Have? <laughs> what is his love affair with San Francisco? Uh, his grandchildren oh, live there. Yeah, because San Francisco is where she ends up at the end of Pretty Woman. He, yeah, he, he lives there. That's why tell you what. the books are set in New York, but he moved it to San Francisco. <laughs> tell you what, there's a whole, not a whole slew, but there's quite a few. There's a few Pretty Women, Pretty Woman alumni showing up in this. 
There's even mm. one character that says exactly the same line. Oh, I got it. I, yeah. I, I picked up on it. <laughs> Thankfully, I mean, we, we, we had talked about it, but I think it would have cued me in. Even if I hadn't mm-hmm. found that out researching Pretty Woman for the other pod, I think yeah. I would have picked up on that. So um, this feels, this felt to me, who hasn't seen it before? I haven't seen it before. I haven't seen it. And the, and the, and the two girls have already. Yeah. That yeah. would make sense given the demographic they're going for. I saw the second mm-hmm. one for some reason and I hated it. Okay. So I had like no expectations for this film. So here's my question to you, Ethan. This felt to yeah. me like something I would see as a Disney original channel movie from the opening credits. Yeah, yeah. I was getting like big decom like yeah. Minute Men or high school camp rock vibes. Yeah, with the exception of the fact that it was big names flashing on the screen. If it wasn't for that, I'm like, yeah. you have wasted no time. I'd be very curious how many days this took to film because this felt like a quick get it out there kind of job. Mm. The opening credits felt really dated to me. Yeah, I would agree with that. Enter Anne Hathaway, and she's late for school. Uh, Anne Hathaway, who, of course, has been in things like The Devil Wears Prada, Rachel Getting Married. That's a strange one for me to choose. Uh, The Dark Knight Rises, um, 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 Bride Wars. I like Anne Hathaway. Les Mis. Les Mis. The one she won her Oscar for. (laughs) The Miserables. She was in that for like eight minutes. Come on. The one she won her Oscar for. It was a great eight eight minutes. I'll give her that. She's great in Colossal. I recommend Colossal. Never even heard of it. Got Jason Sudeikis in it. Very good. I've heard of him, but I haven't heard of Colossal. This was Anne Hathaway's first major film role. Was it? It was, yeah. She auditioned for it during a 26-hour layover in Los Angeles um, and fell off her chair during the audition, and that's pretty much when they decided she had the part. She wow. didn't do green test. Say, she only did one interview, uh, one so, interview, sorry, one audition, and she fell off a chair. And they went, "Yep, that's Mia." So, how many of the things that happened Brilliant. were actually in the script versus they just filmed her doing what she does? No, <laughs> at least two of them are. She just she. Sh- okay. Kind of, yeah. Let's yeah. get there. We'll see. I mean, we, 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 whenever she is a klutz, we can play real or fake. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, um, I'm seeing some big names, like I said, and I gotta. As she comes down these stairs and stuff, is this film? How many? It felt like this film was constantly trying to upskirt Anne Hathaway. It does a bit, but not even just her. Like all of the school schoolgirls, but, but a lot with a lot with her, a lot with her. Um, and so um, now there's a fireman's pole, and I said, "I'm sorry, this is designed to sexualize her coming down a fire pole." Now I'm sorry, she's wearing a private school. You know, one might say Catholic school, even though it wasn't. A, it was clearly not a Catholic school; it was a private school. It, is a private it has that uniform. But she's in, in 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 North America. That's that's the Catholic school girl, yeah. which is this this trope, the Catholic school girl fantasy. And then she slides down a pole. This felt like it was, it was very much designed to titillate the dads I in the just audience. Got Ghostbusters vibes. Because I, I was like, it's vibes. like the Ghostbusters pole. And then I went, oh, it's a firehouse. I like Ghostbusters. Yeah. Uh, we see her on her scooter, which somehow she doesn't. Uh, it's, it's, she she has an electric scooter, but has maybe never been on one before because it instantly gets away from her. Like, don't let her cut the grass ever. Because, like, <laughs> this is ridiculous. It was flying up. She knocks and we meet Mr. Robitussin, which has to be a joke because Robitussin is a brand of cough medicine in the United States and Canada. I should imagine it is a joke. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Um, I didn't really care much for his character. He might have been from the book. I, you didn't need him in this. He had one joke. Okay. Yeah. That happened every single time. I'm a, he, fa- I'm a, I'm a writer, so I'm going to talk as if I'm writing something. He narrates himself something. throughout. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, and I'm going to convince, I've said, did an electric scooter company pay for this film to get made? Because there's a lot of electric scooters in the first five minutes. <laughs> yeah. So many. And I saw produced by Whitney Houston. Georgia, do you yeah, have any notes on this? Me. Yeah, so um, it's made by, it was produced by her like production house as well as Disney. Yeah. Um, let me see if I can find what it was called. Brown House Productions. Yeah, so in August 99, the film was greenlit by Disney, who agreed to produce it with singer Whitney Houston's Brown House Productions. Um, and Cabot's manuscript was forwarded to potential screenwriters. So yeah, it was um, Whitney Houston's first feature film production venture. Um, and a second studio film after Roger and Hammerstein's Cinderella. Um, they wanted to kind of make more films like this, um, but they didn't end up happening for several several different reasons. But uh, yeah, yeah what- Whitney, Whitney Houston is involved. She also sang Happy Birthday to the director on, on the day when they were filming. Excellent. Aww. Well, it's Gary Marshall. Yeah, I mean, he's a legend. Yeah. Um, the question would be, what year is this? What year is what- this made? Year is this made? So it's greenlit in ninety nine. Let me see when it was made. Do, 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 do. It came out in two thousand and one. Okay, so uh, there's a song in the background, and I hate it. It's like I'm Supergirl or something like that. It's oh yeah. yeah. This was. I mean, it's not a good this soundtrack. It's not a good soundtrack at all. I'm I'm trying to fit, maybe at the end, Georgia. I don't know, or someone can reveal how many Mandy Moore songs are on this soundtrack because I think there's a bunch. I mean, Mandy Moore is in it, so yeah, yeah. I, well, that's why. But I think yeah. part of the deal was you can get me, but I want my I want, I want my music played throughout. Oh, um, she's the cheerleader. Like have a look. Yeah, she, she's the cheerleader. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So, uh, private Rapunzel herself. Oh, is she Rapunzel? And I keep forgetting. Oh. Yeah, because she plays um, that one girl in uh, Arrested Development as well, and that's the only thing I know her from. Like, in wait, life. what? Yeah, she's in Arrested Development. She's not in Arrested Development. Yeah. No, the girl who plays Egg is in Arrested Development. Oh yeah, I know that. Oh, Mandy, who's Mandy Moore in Arrested Development? Is this the New Zealand Australia thing again? <laughs> no, no, I'm sure she's in it for a bit. Is the um, I'm checking this because I swear she's in it. You do that. Well, I'm, I'll keep going. <laughs> so I'll tell you who is in this though. Sandra O oh is in this. Oh, that made me cheer because I've been watching yep. a load of Grey's Anatomy recently. I'll tell you what Grey's Anatomy cleared for Takeoff, which we did an episode on, and Ellie and I are doing Killing Eve. I uh, will drop by this point, as we said earlier. I'll tell you what, she looks older here than she does in either of those two shows. I thought. Well, I, I saw her and I was like, oh my God, that's Sandra Oh. And then I looked at her again and I was like, actually, no, that's, that's not Sandra Oh. Never mind. And no, then later on, I was like, Maybe it is Sandra O, and I looked it up, and I was like, hey, it's- I don't know how you missed it, because the credits, like, smashed you in the face with it. I, I knew Sandra O was coming from, like, two minutes and 12 seconds in. Um, oh, okay, I must have missed that. I wasn't looking. Everyone, I would like to make an announcement and an apology. I did another New Zealand Australia. Okay, so... so, <laughs> so I, be- I thought you were about to, 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 you know. I believe what you're saying is... There's a mistake, yeah. I think I'm I know I my Arrested Development, Scrubs. and I'm going, Mandy Moore is not on that. Is she JT's wife in Scrubs? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I got that. Yeah. yeah. But I was sitting there going, that's, that's no. what I got her and, like, the um, the girl who goes cross-eyed confused. Okay. Yeah. So, um, where are we at here? Uh, so, oh, we have a jerk and jerkette sighting, and this is where I found out that jerkette is Mandy Moore. Mm-hmm. And who's the friend? I recognize the friend. I said Lily. the same, but yeah, I checked her. She's in nothing. Is she in nothing? Yeah, not she's like not in see. much. No, okay. um, she's in a few horror films. No, I wouldn't know that. 
I wouldn't know that. Yeah, so there we go. Uh, Anne Hathaway, I've got in my notes, is very good at looking nerdy. She yeah. she does ugly mm-hmm. duckling to princess really well. We would see the same thing happen yeah. in uh, Devil Wears Prada. Um, I, f- I forget if we get Catwoman's backstory if she looked kind of disheveled at one point in that. In but she does ugly but uh, the, the 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 ugly duckling really really well. I prefer her at the beginning of this than at, at like the halfway point of this film. I would I agree with you. Nicer. Let me let me provide a pivot on that in a second. Yeah. Um, she's fantasizing about the jerk, and jerk is Josh. Uh, there's a lot of unlikable people in this cast. Yeah, there's a lot of unlikable oh, yeah. characters. Um, and we have the debate, and her name is like Mia Fernopolis or something like that. Thermopolis. Thermopolis. Yeah. Mia Fernopolis, which sounds Greek. Thermopolis. 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 Yeah. Okay, Mia Thermop- Thermopolis. Uh, nice, nice and Greek sounding. <laughs> Um, she's being shamed for her appearance. This teacher sucks. Mm-hmm. The debate yeah. teacher, he's dreadful. Uh, she almost pukes. And debate must be a class in some schools because we see this in Clueless as well. There's a debate class. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I needed this when I was going through high school. I did not. I would have done well, this. I'd I'd done well been, on this. No, I would have been me in this situation. I think the ability to speak is really important, I say to the girl who's now on a podcast. Yeah, and yeah. and and has a qualification in performing arts, but that is yeah. not the point. Because uh, <laughs> um, I think if you don't speak long enough, then we we empower the fear of public speaking, yeah. and then people can't do it. And you got to do it for things like jobs. You got you got to know how to speak to people in some capacity in your life. So, in my school, it was an after-school club type thing. Yeah, that's what it was for us. We had yeah. debate as an after-school club. It was it was like a once. I didn't go to a private event. school, so we didn't. Yeah. <laughs> So, oh, that's right. I did not go to a private school. I just went to a Canadian school. Um, And so um, she almost pukes and leaves school. And as she's running away, we almost got like another upskirt situation. I'm like, what is with the the cinematography in this? Just determined they're going to shoot her from from down below. Because when she leaves school, she gets on her scooter and, and the shots from like a worm's eye view. I'm like, what is this? And then we go to her at her rock climbing job, I guess. I, yeah, I don't, she I, looks, I don't remember it. She looks better in this scene than she does halfway through the movie. This is where I'm agreeing with, oh, with I you. I would agree. This is Anne Hathaway yeah. looking great. There's no glasses. It's like, I don't know if they just called her in for a reshoot and this is an extra scene they did and they just like, yeah, throw her Maybe. in a ponytail and we'll call it because she well, looks nothing like the rest of the movie. I thought her eyebrows weren't I thought her eyebrows weren't bushy in this scene. I think they this is a, and that's so a big fake. part of This must be a reshoot. It's yeah. probably because those bushy eyebrows took an hour to apply every time she had to have yeah. them on because they were individual yeah. hair strands that oh were my God. on her face. I think this is a reshoot because she looks way better and her hair is a ponytail and they don't let her come to the side. And I'm guessing she's already on the set of her new movie, whatever it is, mm. after no, this. No, that, that that's a hair piece, the frizzy hair. It's a big, it's a big well, old re- hair piece. Regardless, I don't top, know yeah. why then you don't put it in this scene too. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Because she looks really good in this. Yeah. And it I'm was like, and, still and frizzy, she, just it was tied up really nicely. And well, it's, it's like, it's, it's wavy. It's wavy, but it's not that thing. And also. Yeah. They actually called the wig the beast. Like, why set. not put it down to the sides <laughs> again? Like, it is, maybe it's a safety thing when she climbs. I don't know what the deal is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But this is her going, I want to look cool. And like, oh, you're not this loser. You're a super cool chick who climbs rock climbing walls. 
I can tell you why all of the shots by the cinematographer are really pervy, because I just looked through the guy's um, history. He's only done R-rated films in 18s. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. he also did Independence Day. Oh, really? Because Independence Day is pretty, pretty good. Yeah. yeah, it's weird. And he also did Seven Psychopaths, which was... I've great. never seen that, but really want to. Very good, if um, you like uh, that other one you love. In Bruges. Yeah. Oh, no, the other one. Uh, three Billboards? Yeah. Well, it's the same writer who did both of those. Yeah. Yeah. So um, she. Um, so who is the mother? I like the mother. Has I she done know. anything before? I, I like all I've these people. Her in something. I think yeah. her performance is really good in this, um, for what it is. And uh, we find out the grandmother called, and she goes, "Oh no, not her! The one who's alive and lives in Genovia." And I'm like, "Wow, this is the mo- well, who else? Which other one will be calling?" I'm like, "This is <laughs> this film loved a really poorly executed exposition conversation because there's she a lot plays of Robin them. Williams' wife in Hook." Really? Yeah, she's That's more how I know her. Hook. Yeah. yeah. Wow. She's also in Schindler's List, apparently. <laughs> there's quite the uh wow really schindler's list um yeah. and so um and then she wants oh this before, yeah and she wants to have tea and the sister go uh, sorry and um mia goes she came all the way from europe to have tea and i'm thinking well i'm sure she came here for other reasons on top of having tea <laughs> yeah it's not like she said she's here for tea and she's going home tomorrow. Then you can make that statement. And then we have, they're actually climbing rocks. And she goes, come on, Mia. She's your father's mother. And I'm like, okay, this is really subtly laying out the sort of family tree. And there's explicit mentions of divorce. And we've got, there's some kids singing Catch a Falling Star and Put It in Your Pocket. Yeah, it's them in like a choir class. That's it. I've oh, got, yeah. I've got Catch a Falling Star and put it in your pocket and wish you were watching Love Actually instead. <laughs> um, and the geeky piano guy, at least I thought he was a geek at this point, he's clearly into Mia. What, the red-headed one? No, yeah, no, no. This oh, is, no, no, no. This oh, is the, the Michael. Michael. This is Michael. Yeah. yeah. And so we go to the embassy and enter legend of stage and screen. She's won all the awards there are to have. Julie Andrews. I love Julie Andrews. Who's very good in this. Yeah. I mean, this is like an easy paycheck. It is. This is not a good script. But for what this had to do, she was very good in it. She just brings class to everything. She's kind of like, Julie Andrews. That sort of wave thing. I'm like, I think she's yeah. just kind of given her own. I mean, talk about someone who, if there's someone who I could believe is like this, like super dignified um, head of state of this tiny little provincial nation, but, you know, carries herself with grace despite that. Julie Andrews is who I call. There are three people, Absolutely. Julie Andrews, Helen Mirren, and the woman who plays McGonagall in uh, Harry what, Potter. Dame Maggie Smith? Maggie yeah. Smith? I forgot her name. No. I was like... Oh, no, you wouldn't put Maggie No, Maggie you Smith's have, a little shrill. Downton Abbey. Downton Abbey. No, she's I shrill in Downton that. Abbey, thank you. Yeah. I used to, I, I've seen season one of Downton Abbey. Didn't take so, it. I, I don't know. I think apparently, Marshall um, has gone on record to say that Julie Andrews is the only person that he approached for this role, and the reason that Julie Andrews takes the role is because of its um, director being Marshall. Gary Marshall? Yeah. Oh. yeah. Um, nice. And basically, she was semi-retired at the time. This is her first return to a Disney film since Mary Poppins, and it was yeah, filmed on the same sta- soundstage. Well, that's cool. Aww. Yeah. Um, and they Which has at- since been named the Julie Andrews stage, sorry. Aww. Yay. And they look at each other for the first time, and 
Julie Andrews says, you look so young. And I'm like, what do you expect? I mean, you know the age going on here. And she just goes, you look so, and then pauses and decides not to say old, but say clean. <laughs> um, she's given a locket, and by she, I mean Mia is given a locket and a holder. And there is a special shot of the holder being like stuffed into her backpack. I'm like, that's going to be really important later in the film. Nah. Nope. <laughs> and so I've got, why is she such a klutz? And by she, of course, I mean Mia, because she's so good at rock climbing. Shouldn't her natural klutziness get in the way of this? Because I got news for you. If you're a klutz when you're climbing rocks, you're dead. Well, maybe mm. that's that's why she only does it on a harness and doesn't this, do it I mean, for real. I'm convinced this <laughs> was a boulder. I'm convinced this is a reshoot, and she wanted something edgy and cool for a character at the end of the day. I'm trying to remember it if she say in, in the books or not, but I can't remember. It does say when she's talking to the sports teacher as well that she does rock climbing, though. And yeah. she says that yeah. she's a yoga doing, rock climbing kind of girl, <sighs> not a hand-eye coordination kind of sporty girl. That in itself is like false though because you need hand-eye coordination to climb rocks absolutely yeah Yeah, but not in the same way no this way if you you, someone who cannot hit a ball to save my life you know what happens if you miss a baseball climb up a rock you miss a baseball you just spin around a little bit if you miss your handhold you smash your face off the wall face and you yeah you spin around to you i understand having the coordination for one and not the other because i've got it she's so okay it's just one of those things it felt like this was inconsistent with the mia character is she a rock climber in the book georgia i can't remember i bet she's not i bet she's absolutely not they never really go back to her like after like i don't know a third into this film no they're making wacky mum do other things after that um and so there's the reveal and we find out she's a princess and she pulls on elaine bennis from seinfeld and says shut up which then has to be explained to julie andrews um um what is julie andrews characters i was called julie andrews uh julie andrews says she had other plans clarice Clarice. Clarice. hello clarice okay i can do this all right so queen clarice says she has other plans as well and and what would they be and here's my question she had other plans as well if mia's father is still alive mia is still the next person in line for the throne whether he's alive or dead like after him it would be her so this doesn't change anything mia would always be in line after the father it's just now we're skipping the dad so this doesn't hold any the original plan is that dad remarries and has more children is that within the law of of segovia it's not segovia segovia (laughs) genovia yes genovia it's within the law that you can just skip this the idea is that once he remarried and had more children they would go on to be heirs she would be renounced from the throne because she has nothing to do with it anymore okay this is true this place sucks because you can then get divorced from someone and just be like screw it i'm gonna get remarried and my new kids get the spot yeah i mean that's that was what the agreement between mum and dad was when they divorced though because they wanted me to have a normal life let's remember this because i'm gonna come back to that because that's a load of crap as well (laughs) so here we go is Uh, it because of a certain letter no, no, it's not because of a letter, but we can talk about that when we get there as well. And so, Julia, uh, yada, 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 um, enter Hector Alonso from Pretty Woman. You know how I know the script is bad? He looks like Rufus. Because he had to walk in and do his own exposition. <laughs> can you look after her? So I'm not just your head of security, but I am now also a babysitter. <laughs> He didn't say it like that. He said it much better. But the the writing is dreadful in this. 
Um, so whoever did the right the rewrite of the manuscript, oh my God. Um, <laughs> he's the head of the Royal Family Security and back home. And this is when I messaged Ellie and said, Ellie, we need an age game about because I want to know how old this woman really is. So that's coming before we end the episode. Don't cheat. Which woman? The mum. Oh, okay. I didn't even put her in the age game. Make so sure you put her in the age game because that's what inspired it. <laughs> um, more exposition. I find out she's supposed to be 15 and I'm going, really? No. Again, well, well, I look forward to playing the age game. Uh, and Mr. <laughs> I already know that one. That's so fine. I have to abstain from that. So Mr. Robitussin's writing his own narration and it's not funny. Uh, the queen comes to visit the firehouse, which was an interesting place. But I'm like, I get it. She's really quirky. Like, you know how much a firehouse house would cost? A lot. Like, her mom must be ridiculously that- successful. Do you want to know how much that house actually costs? Yes. At last sale? Yes. $2.6 million. Yeah, like, this isn't like some sort of, all yeah. oh, this quirky artist. <laughs> oh, are we going to make rent this There is no way. There is no way that they can live in there. It'll just be like, oh, I can't afford the money for my uh, car. Yeah, it's like, oh, and my, and my dad has to pay my tuition every year. Um, so the queen comes to visit and we get told Genovia will cease to exist as we know it if she doesn't choose it. And I got, how many times I got, are we going to hear about, oh, the terrible accident? We're not going to make anything specific. And I guess that is a lot nicer than saying testicular cancer. Yeah. 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 yeah that, that is the reason why. But we kept hearing about this generic, terrible accident. I For like so to long, think. I thought he was going to be killed. I like to think he was kind of pulling a soul and he was walking down the street and there was a manhole cover left open and he just walked into it. Yeah, probably. That's what I want. He That's sees the car. So I was like, you know what? That's going to say one day. <laughs> Joe Thelopinus. Um As always, um, this is as good as it's going to get. I have no idea what that means. Not a clue. Yep. Uh, but she understood. Oh, here's my question. Oh, she's looking at herself in the mirror and goes, as always, this is as good as it's going to get. And I'm going, no, it's not. Because earlier you had your hair in a ponytail and you looked better. Oh yeah, 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 that that scene. Like, this yeah. is not like you. Like literally, like, two scenes ago, you looked fifty times better than this. You did yeah. not look like ugly girl. You looked like wow, Anne Hathaway, hot Anne Hathaway at the gym. Do you know what I mean? Like you know, you were looking around going, oh, how are you ever going to fix that? You're like, that's a good looking girl in that scene. Yeah. So you could do with some different clothes choices. Like the fashion's not great, but apart from sure. that, she looks amazing. Um, there's going to be a ball and she needs some instructions or as they called them princess lessons yep funny (sighs) Um, Mia says that family doesn't lie to each other and I'm 100% with Mia here everybody has lied to her her whole life yep Yep. and uh, they come to an accord that Mia and like Mia's like I don't want to be a princess mom's like Mia promises to do the lessons and I'm like I didn't hear Mia say anything like that Until finally, go. Me goes. Okay, I'm like, well, hold on, hold on. If you really didn't want to be a princess, full stop. Why do you even agree to do the lessons to begin with? Besides the fact that the movie's got to happen, there is none, I, right? Nah. <laughs> Maybe I'm gonna take your silence in the audio can... format. Is going no, we can't think of anything. Yeah, I'm honestly just Maybe trying to think. Maybe it's the idea that she can kind of better herself somehow, but doesn't necessarily have the responsibility without making the decision to. 
Oh yeah, because the second she she looks pretty, she's like, "I'm popular now. Let's go." Actually, no, that's not true. That's not true. No. No. Then we get to the two. They go outside, and there's two limousines. She goes, "Wow, two limousines!" And she goes, "Yes." And one is yours. And it comes with it comes with Barney. Barney's what he was called, of course, in a pretty woman. Mm. He's the manager of the hotel, Um, or Joe, but don't call him Joey. And they bring the friend around to school as well. And they get dropped off like a block away. I'm like, this yeah. is your move. Show up and be like a baller when you come out of this limo. But that's not who she is, is it? Yeah. And she never answer those questions. You, you know what? If it wasn't who she was, you don't accept the limo ride full stop. You just take your little scooter. I'm not sure she had much choice. It's, she's, he's, he's there on security, isn't he? She's got choice. Like a, this film needs to decide what she does have choice and what she doesn't. Because half the time they're like, let her do what she wants. Half the time, you can't do that. You're a princess. Like, which one is it? Because the thing is, right now, no one knows she's a princess. But the second she becomes a princess, she's like, full beach parties with no yeah, protection. Yeah, no one there. Joe's got something to do that night, I get. Well, <laughs> he, he might. Uh, so... Um, and then they go to school and um, because she threw up last time one of the lines is are you speaking at the bulimic convention oh I hated that line so much to be fair you're supposed to but I hate the fact that it's even in the script in the first place which I I think is what you're saying as well yeah yeah. Yeah. Um, there's a baseball scene and again here she understands how ponytail works so uh, they scooter home now my question is they got a ride to school in the limo where does where the, scoot- the scooters come from? <laughs> it's a different day. I, I want there to be a scene where Joe is sent to get the scooters and drop <laughs> them off, and he's like, "I went, to, you know, my family's protected the crown for several. If it wasn't for the fact this is her grandmother, and I'm kind of, you know, the, ro- say, the the royal consort, if you will." In the UK recently, we've had this big thing of bird scooters just appear out of nowhere where you can just sort of take a random scooter and scoot it around wherever you want. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. Um, In, like, Cambridge and Northamptonshire, we've got, like, loads now. In other parts of the country, they just steal them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but this time you can use an app. Oh, okay. Maybe it's, like, yeah, like they ha- tracked they or have something. In- yeah, it's, like, in California. Oh, okay. Um, and so they scoot her home and this is where Lily's going, talking about how she doesn't like her dad. And this is just to set up the fact that, um, um, Mia goes, well, at least you still have a dad. And and Lily goes, you're still not over that after two months. It's been, it's been two months already. And I'm like, okay, I'm officially done with a friend for the rest of the movie. Yeah. From this point, I like, yep. Officially done. Worst at that. Hate this friend. Stand her up. Just and, like she's completely toxic because uh, then we oh, especially okay. later later. Well. I'll, yeah. So back to the um, sorry at the garage first, because we got to see her car that she talks about this Mustang and there's band practice and um, I've got and the guitar. I don't know what that means, but all right. Uh, and then we meet Doc. Uh, he's not going to be important. Yes, Georgia. Uh, so that that band are actually a real band belonging to the guy who plays Michael. Um, yeah, I guess so he was an actual musician. He's an actual musician. He actually plays the guitar in the real band, not the not the keys. But yep. um, he does sing, and the song that they were singing is one of his band's original songs. That makes sense. Oh, which is quite cute. Um, uh, we have this thing where he's got M and M's on the keyboard as he plays it. <laughs> yeah, those things would be bouncing off about three notes in if you had any heart in what you were playing. 
That was solely just what, for the pizza at the end. Yeah, we'll set up just the pizza at the end. Sorry, uh, Ellie, are, what was that? Was there any explanation for why he has M and M's? It's just his quirk. He's he's, he's quirky, isn't he? M and M's are a running thing throughout the books, so uh, there is some bits that you get explanation uh, for, and some that you uh, just absolutely don't. <laughs> so Doc tells us four hundred. Really strange. So Doc tells us 400 bucks is what it's going to cost to get the car to run, and uh, Michael volunteers to do free labor, and the deal is Michael's band gets to rehearse at the garage, or garage, if uh, if he helps out with with working from time to time, I suppose. Um, and it's clear that Michael is into her, and he's also way cooler outside of school than he is in school. Actually, he's also he's way cooler the rest of the movie than he is in that opening scene. Yeah. Like, and it's one of those things, again, yeah. where love was right where you wanted it to be all along. But, like, is she oblivious to this? Am I really supposed to believe this? And am I supposed to believe that somehow Lily wouldn't bring this up to her? Again, in the books, it's the other way around. It's it's Mia that wants to be with Michael, and he's he doesn't notice her. Uh, see, that makes sense. Oh. Which that, makes me a lot more sense. Yeah. The yeah, second he yeah. showed up, I went... Yeah, yeah, he's gonna be the the twist love because like he's shown immediately after she's caught eyes at the uh, the other dude. Back to the embassy, Especially because he's supposed to be the older brother as well. Mm. Yeah, uh, back to the embassy, and there's some uh, I don't know what else to call it besides body shaming going on. Mm-hmm. Where she's mm-hmm. just stood there and like her 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 grandmother's putting out every flaw she has. Uh, and Grandma doesn't like the Doc Martens. I like Doc Martens. So I like uh, Doc Martens. I am wearing a pair currently. There was this thing that happened around probably about five. Maybe it, could have, it might have even been inspired by this movie. The more I think about it, because there was a thing where in the late two thousands, where girls were wearing dresses with Doc Martens as like accompaniment. It was this sort of fashion thing. You mean me at a festival? Well, probably, I guess so, yeah, but it, it became a legitimate trend, and I wonder if this film had anything to do with it. Like, very 2010 Tumblr aesthetic. Yep, yep. And so, um, Grandma does Doc Martens, and we have leg crossing lessons and another upskirt moment. This is just... There was one joke I liked <sighs> in this, which is, like, the assistant is crossing her legs, and Anne, uh, not Anne Hathaway, um, about to say Judy Dench. Uh, Julie Andrews. Andrews. Yeah, Julie Andrews is like a, a, a princess does not cross her legs, and so her assistant like uncrosses too, which I thought was funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're back to PE or gym class, and she can't play. And by she, I mean, of course, Mia can't play goalkeeper. And Josh is giving her tips, and she's just fantasizing about kissing him again. That's all there is. Um, and then we go and we're told that she has to wear stockings and this movie has time for a whole scene where she's trying to change into stockings in the back of the limo. Yeah. What uh, I really don't understand about this is that they are tights and, and she was told no tights. Said no tights. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, there's a nice line from Joe where he says, I've never, I've never uh, put on pantyhose, but it sounds dangerous. That's a nice line. <laughs> But there were some weird things about, I'm going to get changed in the back of this car now. Um, that was a bit weird for me. Yeah. yeah. I didn't Especially find that weird at all. You didn't? What I did like is when he's like telling her the ups and the downs. Where are they the going that she can't get changed once she gets there? To the palace where she's, or to the consulate where she's not supposed to have been wearing what she's currently wearing all day. Then you change before you get in the car. Yeah, that would make the most like, sense. Th- th- I think he had the stuff in the car. No. <sighs> Yeah, didn't care for it. 
Um, and so then manners matter, and we have this. There is this cool thing where she's being trained how to sit up properly as she eats, and there's a restrictive scarf that sort of holds her in place. <laughs> uh, that was funny. And then there was this thing about dancing to appease the Spanish. That and was weird. It's not a waltz and it's not a tango. It's a wango. A wango. <laughs> and you have to dance with them or else we don't get to keep our exports the way we want it to be. And most of the time it was the pears that was the big thing about Segovia oh, or whatever yeah. it's called. Genova. Genova yeah. yeah, whatever. Um, and so, um, oh, I've got happy he wasn't hurt. What's that about? Oh, that's it. Oh, he elbows her in the stomach, yeah. It's the the dancing lessons, and the first time she elbows in the stomach, and I thought they were going for a groin joke originally, and then, no, clearly it was a stomach joke. Nah, that's for later. And then he was glad that it happened. Uh, He's glad it was the second time. And off Mia goes, and we get a cute little thing that there's some sort of relationship between the queen and Joe. Yeah, I wondered Um, where that was going. The answer is is nowhere. Put in entirely by the two cast members because the guy playing Joe was bored of having nothing to do. Yeah. <laughs> so he developed his character into something a bit more. And actually, it, it paid off because if you watch the second one, it, okay, it spoilers, pays off. Okay, spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. <laughs> I don't remember the second one. But but well, now I know how the second one's going to end. I can predict the literal whole plot now based on what George just said. That's a... Oh, mm, no, 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 no. I can totally predict it. I'll tell you Go once on we're then. done. I'll tell you once we're done. Okay. Once we're off. Um, and I've got my notes. Joe's going to be your new daddy, which would have been a nice touch, actually, to have him be, take on mm. more of a fatherly role. And they don't go that far. And I thought, if you're going to do this, that would have made sense. Because she hasn't had a male role model in her life. Mm-hmm. I hasn't... think their relationship was my favorite in this entire film. I would agree, but therefore, I, I wanted more. I felt it, it, it cuts back. The relationship they wanted you to care most. Here's the reason why. The relationship they wanted you to care most about is Julie Andrews. But I just can't. I, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not yeah. saying you're wrong. I'm saying that's why you don't get more of him. But they should have given more of him. There was, there was no oh, yeah. reason why you couldn't have got more of him. Um, I've got Mia, no glasses. And uh, <laughs> there was a great line here that says the way to a girl's heart is, by, is not by treating her like a vending machine. That's the friend, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Really. yeah, that was good. Uh, Mia is late for, and there was a nice recurring joke. Well, it lasted about two scenes about not running on the grass. Yeah, because they, they have the automated like every that would have been language. that would have been great if she went through the last time when she's got to get to the to the the thing on time at the end, and it's raining. Yeah. If she still ran across the grass, and she was like, "That's it," I'm, and they would go, go, go across the grass or something like that. <laughs> that might have been a fun way to pay that off a third time. Yeah, uh, it felt like they went halfway with it, and there was more there. Um, and so enter Paolo and Paolo is from 10 things I hate about you. Paolo is from pretty woman. Oh yeah. Yep. He is the ah. dad in 10 things. Uh, his accent is bad. <laughs> sometimes it was there. Sometimes it wasn't, uh, it wasn't always the same accent when it was there. Um, <laughs> his sidekicks were unnecessary. I don't know what this was. I don't remember the sidekicks, uh, and I finished this really, really recently. Blonde women with like sunglasses, and they were like had Eastern European names. Honestly, I didn't even realize there were sidekicks. I got I in my notes just, like background actors. I got in my notes. Is this the makeover scene? This is the makeover scene. Yeah. <laughs> Which is good because then we were waiting for this. And uh, do you have contact lenses? She goes, No, I don't like to wear them. And he breaks her glasses and says, Well, now you have no choice. I, got, I like your eyebrows i shall call them frida and carlo which is hilarious <laughs> that was my favorite joke of the entire film i wonder if this guy whose name escapes me i wonder if he's riffing 
Because this felt funnier than Maybe. this felt funnier than most it of the stuff in the be. film. Yeah, the, his well, little one liners. She here, reacts to, to yeah. her. I, it's almost like she's trying not to break when he says the Frida Kahlo thing. Yeah, and then they do the reveal, and she's overly made up. It's not a win. This isn't her as a ten. This is her as like, oh, you've gone too, you've gone way too far. This is like when a kid breaks into their mother's like makeup box and thinks they look pretty as a result, yeah. and you're like, oh, well, she no. did look pretty. Like the hair straight was an improvement, and the eyebrow pluck was an improvement, but the makeup was way too. Am I am I wrong? It was way too much, and I know I this because they didn't, I didn't go, like they didn't go this heavy fine. the rest of the film. The cheek, the cheeks, the I felt they were a bit too rosy. Yeah, but I think that might have just been a different era of makeup. Uh, well, the, they didn't go back to this look the rest of the film though. Oh, true. Yeah, I think even, they're just trying to. Even at things. the end, when she's supposed to be breathtaking, less makeup. So, um, all that Hathaway is a beautiful Paolo wants to get fresh <laughs> with the queen, but nope, you're getting tea. <laughs> She's already got uh, freshening up that's right for uh, for Joe. That's right. Um, and then we have the reveal to her friends, and Lily hates it, and uh, Lily hates her bag, but Michael likes the and look. I hate Lily, and Mia cries, and I hate Lily, but I've got here the friend Lily continues to suck. I got first off, she knows she's getting a ride to school, right? Yeah. And then she completely like goes like, oh, let me get through this first part. And then she cries. Uh, Joe realizes she's crying and says, no one can make you feel inferior without your consent, which is an Eleanor Roosevelt quote. And he says, another special lady like yourself. I hear you, Joe, but I don't, I don't agree with you here. This is just someone being terrible. Yeah. If, if you think yeah. someone is your friend and they turn on you, that's not you make, make me feel bad without my consent. That's I, I trust you not to hurt me. That's what friendship is. Friendship is you trust these people will not harm you. This is the a, thing. Like, as I say again, the books are three. It's like three books worth of like angst that they try to cr- seem to try to cram in, which is weird because the books weren't written. Before, yeah, but the, the, the problem, they do a much better job. The problem is that I don't like the. Fr- I, I never got to like the friend. So yeah. when the, the relationship breaks down, that should mean something. I just went. Why are you friends with this? I don't understand why you're friends with this person. She's mm-hmm. written at this point in the like late nineties, early two thousands. There was always a running joke that the main character would have a sidekick best friend who was like very, very like liberal hippie yeah, beliefs. Yeah, they're she's loud always, like, and they're save, save the penguins. They're very environmental. Yeah. Again, that was toned down for the film. People in the would, books. Oh. both of them are very political. People usually thought that they were uh, gay. It was, it was, yeah. it was, you know, Mean Girls does it, and everyone does it. But the the bigger thing here is just the idea that in all those films we're talking about, at some point I saw them and went, "Wow, they're friends." Yeah. At no it point did I get to together. see the good part of the friendship here. Like we are all, I'd say we're all best friends. If one of us got like a really <laughs> awful haircut. Don't laugh. No, I was expecting to hear that statement. <laughs> no, if, if one of us got like a like a Mohican or something, and we and they were like, "Yeah, I'm really proud of this. I think this is like this newest thing." We would all go, "That shit! You look like, like a loser." She continues. <laughs> she continues, and here's what I got. I got finally. Uh, uh, Mia stands up to Lily. And Michael can't act. He's trying to get in on this. Michael's, Michael might be the worst actor in the film, and that's saying something in this film. He doesn't do anything else after this. Yeah, I can see why. Oh, he, uh, did, he acted in his cousin's films. He's <sighs> dreadful. Good for him. Uh, Lily is going to throw the friendship charm in the dirt. I'm like, throw Lily in the dirt. She sucks. It was such a stupid lie. The second she said that, I'm like, 
you were, this is not the point where you're like, oh, I'll throw the friendship. You got a bag, away. so I'm gonna throw my friendship. Charm. What you? So you don't like her because she's being overly capitalist, but you have a, a piece of 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 a consumer good on your charm <laughs> that determines if you're friends or not. I'm like, may, like it's not even done and ironically. You just went to school in her limo. Yeah, it's it's not being done ironically. Like if she was like completely oblivious, but still like really materialistic, I'd go, okay, it's funny. She's not supposed to be it, but this is just yeah. like the film doesn't know that she's completely going against her concepts here. Also, I'd say that Mia does something much worse to Lily later on, which would justify her wanting to throw the friendship bracelet away. That's, that's the time for that move. She does not care. You're right. The friendship charm doesn't go anywhere on that night. Yeah, yeah she's like, you right. hurt my brother's feelings. Well, forget the brother's feelings. We'll get there. Yeah. We'll get there. So then we have, she tells Lily about the fact that she's a princess, and I hate Lily and don't know why Mia tells Lily. I'd like a moment to say, what's up with the cinematography there? Because Mia turns into a tree. It's the idea that we're hidden from this moment. So basically, you can imagine this 15 seconds, she now knows everything. But if we actually had to follow them, it would be like a 20-minute conversation. So 15 seconds oh, behind I, a tree, you're good. I know that, but it's so weirdly framed as well. Like, you can have it at any point. <laughs> Then we get the reveal in class that she is, in fact, a... Oh, the reveal of her hair. The hat, the hat comes off. Mm. And the teacher just sits there and lets all the kids have jabs at her appearance and her hair. And it's not until Lily stands up for because now she's got somebody she can get out of this because it's a, it's a princess who her friend is. Yeah. That Then all of a sudden she's like, thank you. And I'm like, the teacher's like, yes, we should get back on topic. This teacher sucks. <laughs> this, is, like, this is the best your money can buy? This guy? Uh, we have etiquette lessons and paintball Um, we learn about waving and we learn about dart throwing and the the dart throwing painting was a cool idea where all these balloons are like attached to this canvas and when you hit it it explodes my question is who has this many darts laying around because they both take like 12 shots in the in the scene (laughs) quirky firehouse women and i'd like to remind you that apparently uh, Mia has no hand-eye coordination. She doesn't hit any, to be fair. Does she, not? I mean, she hits She hits one at the end. Yeah, this yeah. is lame. <laughs> this is so stupid. Um, although I'd like to, I was sitting there going, I could do that kind of art. That is something I could do. Yeah, I'd just like that. chaos That's on a canvas. Fun. Yeah, well, I'd like, be up for that. It's just like Andrew Pollock. That's what you should call it. Variety. Chaos on a canvas. <laughs> yeah, it's a good name. And uh, start a podcast about it. Yeah, we <laughs> An audio journey down this visual. Hey guys, so as you can That's see, the red podcast. here really extrapolates yeah. the total shift we're having in our emotions on this canvas. <laughs> Uh, there's a date set up and yet another reveal and uh, Michael asks her kind of out for music the Mustang and pizza like this is a date right I don't know if they said the word date or if you clarify it's not a it's a date he asked and he said no yeah it, it clearly is yeah. Well, yeah. he's. I was. I originally thought he was all awkward about it, but now that you said that his acting shit, maybe he just really sucks. Yeah. Um. Someone is told. And I thought Lily was the the person who would have leaked, but quickly I kind of went, okay, no, maybe mm. not. Um, Wait, it has my favorite joke though that I missed, which is like when Lily's. Run- I said one of my other favorite jokes, which is R- Lily's running to get to them, and she's like, "Wait, wait!" And the two people stop, and say, "No, I don't know you. I don't have a conversation for you guys." <laughs> Not you guys. I don't know you guys. Yeah. That was that that was improv. Um, Mandy Morse. I thought she was in on it. She clearly wasn't. And I've gotten my notes here. Sandra O oh sucks in this. I can't believe I just typed this. <laughs> However, then enter the Queen and Joe into the school. 
Um, and I'll tell you what, this is the nicest paparazzi ever because like she just takes one <laughs> microphone and puts it in his pocket and the rest of them just like part ways and let her go through. <laughs> I love that her whole security detail, like he's not head of security. He's all the security. <laughs> um, enter the queen. Well, he does and look like Shaft as Lily says. Oh, that was not good. That's a weird joke. Uh, enter the queen and Joe and, um, she, and there's a, a kind of funny line that the, here's the finest china we have, and it's a porcelain coffee cup. And then she gives the mum like she just gives like the mum just a like tumbler, a, yeah. a tumbler. Yep. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And at this point, I'm starting to wonder if Sandra O's getting bored because I think she's got what I call she starts stealing the show from this point onward. I have. She's not playing type at all, in no. which, and I kind of like it. Well, she didn't. Ha- she wasn't type at this point. Sandra O hadn't done anything. Oh wait, when did Grey's Anatomy? Start? Oh, Grey's Anatomy's like 2004, 2005. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, oh, Sandra O. Oh, that's right. So, uh, Paul O, we find out, is the one who did it. Uh, he's quite funny in the scene. Well, it wasn't the money. Okay, it was the money. But it didn't give me that much, actually. It was, it was, it was, it was quite a bit. Um, but uh, he's funny, but his accent still sucks. Sandra O oh is now copying every gesture that Julie Andrews is doing. And I've got, I retract my previous statement. She is nailing this. <laughs> and she goes, you know, and of course, Sandra O's character, the vice principal, is starting to get in the way and be a bother. And so uh, the queen says to Joe, would you take this fine educator? And like Sandra O just gushes. I'm like, <laughs> they had to get her out of here because I didn't care about any of the. I wanted the movie about this vice principal and her her struggle. The she sh- every time she showed up, like, it's Sandra O. She's going to yep. do a Sandra O thing. I wanted like a Dangerous Minds movie about this woman <laughs> <laughs> and her journey trying to be a vice principal at this school. Um, and we find out that we, you know, we just want Mia to have a normal life and the queen goes, she's never been normal. She was born royal. Well, no, she wasn't because you decided you've got this plan where if she had other kids, you could get her out of the way and she wouldn't be royal. (laughs) This whole movie's about the fact she wasn't born royal and you're making her royal now. This is, (laughs) ah, in her blood. This is stupid. Um, and then Lily uh, decides now that you're a princess will you come on my cable access show <laughs> that came out of nowhere as well they never put <sighs> it up at all I'm stunned a movie is because this was not a short movie a movie that had time for a lot Two of stuff hours. Yeah, a movie that had time well, for a lot of stuff didn't have more time to set this up <laughs> properly uh, we get a psych up speech from Joe about the fancy dinner that's upcoming and by upcoming we mean wait two seconds we're going to actually like literally cut into it uh, and so I've got down Joe's done these sort of psych up speeches before <laughs> yeah. much like Julia Roberts told him to he has indeed stayed cool <laughs> because he is Callie Torres's father from Grey's Anatomy so there we go um we meet the villains who want to be in Genoa. I thought they called it something else. I guess not, but it's Baron and Baroness Von Tucken. Mm-hmm. And that's all we get is that there's sort of a threat, but we only hear them talking to each other. And the yeah. movie doesn't have time to explain upon this because we need to have like a trilogy of stuff go wrong here. Oh, we just lost. Speaking Ellie. of the going wrong. Yeah. <laughs> trilogy of stuff going wrong. There's number well, one. Wait, wait, I just went up 40 pound in stock. Nice. What are you talking about? I got a, a message from uh, my like Bitcoin thing, being like, "Yo, your Dogecoin uh, has got up forty pounds." Dogecoin, yeah. 
I it was like a, it was back when the when the uh, GameStop GameStop thing was happening. Yep. And I was like, I'll put like it was like three pence a share, so I put like twelve pounds in, and I've just made like a shit ton since January. I have thrown my phone onto the couch. Oh, there she is. She's back. <laughs> That's weird. That's really weird, Ali, because you're like it wasn't faltering or like doing the the bit with the, the robot voice, but all of a sudden you were gone. Yeah, I did like freeze out for a little while. Oh, did and you? Then just disappeared. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so, um, because the first thing of the trilogy that goes wrong is there's fire on the sleeve of the guy oh, yeah. who drinks too much, as we were told. Don't let it be like the winter ball and. Uh, he catches on fire, and she. Because first, it's I think it's, it's what goes on fire first, and then it turns into the, the, um, like a name, name tag. Oh, the, the the place the card. card, and then the guy's arm and dips it in the ice bucket, and um, you know the queen calls her over and goes, "What was that? All oh, nothing." Um, and uh, that is one of the mistakes that happened that they just kept in. What? I'm guessing so the mistake his- was that they actually cut that fire to the place card and. No, no, no. His, it's supposed to happen. His his arm is supposed to go out as soon as it goes in the ice bucket, but it doesn't. And oh, okay. so Anne Hathaway just threw a glass of water on it right. and kept it in. Um, and then we have sort of uh, incident number two, which is the prime minister. And oh, I loved the prime minister. He was here. great. He was like the go he, he was good. But my question is, the queen... And the Prime Minister. Like, who's running the country? The Baron and Baroness. Say the dad. Like, if you had one terrorist blow up this house, like, Genovia's finished. There's no one left. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah. The pairs. This is a clear... Like, Joe should be fired. Like, this is the worst idea. <laughs> They're all overseas as well, which means they can't even predict, like, the security around they can get local law enforcement they have you know it, it's it's just joe's working hard that night that's all i gotta say um Chernobyl. and so they get like frozen sherbet as like a as like a, um, a palate cleanse yeah she eats too much and like freezes her brain and to help like save her the prime minister and his wife do the same thing uh this was this was adorable and uh We've got it happens all the time. Now, what happens for her to say it happens all the time? She smashes a glass. All right, let's make a toast. And he goes tink, 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 and smashes yeah. it. Mm. He, he, she, the guy cleans up the thing. This happens all the time. This is the same guy who catches the, uh, oh, what is it? Snails catches the snails, snails yeah. in the restaurant scene in Pretty Woman. Oh, and says and says it happens, all, it happens all the time. She goes slippery little suckers. And he goes it happens all the time. And I recognize <laughs> oh. the voice. That's what made me go. Oh, I know this from 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 the previous thing. I know this. Um, Love that. And so um, we have a toast from the prime minister. May you always be barren. Now, I don't know that, that made me. Cackle. I don't know if that meant so barren, funny. like you can't have children, or barren, yeah, like did. well, keep in mind their title is Baron and Baroness von Tucken. So may you always be barren. That is like, the joke. You're yeah. not going yeah. to get any high. Okay, maybe. Yeah. Because um, he says it and he's like, Ooh. yep. Uh, she drops a grape, and at this point, I start getting mad at the film. I'm going, this is too much. This is too... Okay, you've done the sherbet. You've done the glass. Like, four things go wrong at this... It wasn't even a trilogy. It was four things go wrong. It was like Toy Story 4. It wasn't needed, he says, having not seen it yet. I've, I've not seen it yet either. But three was, was perfect. Right. Three was per- yeah. Three was the yeah. perfect send-off. There was no need besides, hey, look at this money we can have. 
Yep. Um, there was, I don't know what to make of the Japanese guest who was like consistently like no selling everything. And then when like the grape falls, which causes the, 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 the drunk guy falls over her and then like everything goes haywire. And this is when the Japanese guest laughs and everybody's play, like the Scottish guy is like super Scottish. <laughs> like he's basically eating haggis and he's got a kilt on and he's got the thickest Scottish brogue. Like he's, oh, he's, yeah, and he's like, let me show you me, me, you, my kids. And he like lifts up his, his, uh, yeah. kilt for a second. It's like, Oh no. For the sake of people who aren't from the UK listening to this, the person who's like the head politician of Scotland, Nicola Sturgeon does not sound like that, nor does she show up <laughs> in like authentic Scottish ceremonial garb. She shows up in like a suit. Just like Angela Merkel would in Germany or like, you know, enter world leader here. What is the authentic Scottish clothing for women? Though? I don't know. I saw Brave. Apparently you're ginger and fight for your own hand. And then you spend <laughs> all true. day. You spend all day learning to fish when they turn it's you into a bear. It's just my bow, mom. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so uh, she thinks she's ruined it, and we cut because they all go. Should we all adjourn to the um, whatever room? And that seems to me to suggest things went all right. Yes, Ellie. I get really confused by this scene because she turns around and says, "Oops, was that my fault?" And they're like, "Yes." Sorry, she went underneath the table. It was the drunk guy that stood yep. up and tripped over her, and then caused all the problems. The the idea, hang on, it is the idea that she okay, she's a, she got she's, up and went under the table. She goes though. under the table like a four year old who gets bored at McDonald's and realizes <laughs> he can go under the table and like it's like a new world down yeah, there. She didn't exactly behave with dignity and grace, but she didn't cause the events that. She did used. indirectly. If, she if had she's to not there. Yeah, indirectly, it was the Scottish guy's fault. If he just looked where he was treading, then it wouldn't have happened. It was completely no, his fault. No. I, yeah, I would just, I, thought, I respectfully disagree. See, I thought at first everyone was laughing with her because I was like, oh, the joke will just be that they, they're I, really, the really serious I Japanese guys I think they did laugh laughing. with her. I thought they were just taking yeah, it not too yeah, seriously. Yeah. I don't yeah. know, because the entire time there's that one couple that's like, oh, they're, they're not formal in Genovia, I see. Like, the entire, like, yeah, that's, being that's judgmental. The, that's the people that want her but they're the villains. not to oh, take the crown. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so the next day, uh, the queen's like, no, I thought it was quite happy. Like, couldn't you have had this conversation before she left? Hey, I want to let you know that was, I thought that was yeah. hysterical. I don't know what happens when they all leave, but it was one of those things that we just won't talk about it because the next scene has to have meaning. <laughs> um, and so the queen just wants to have fun for the day and wants to go see San Francisco with a true San Franciscoite. Uh, and she goes, let me show you my baby, which was might have been the funniest joke in the whole thing, where she's like, what? What have I been told? Uh, and there's a lot of voiceover as they're driving in the car. We're supposed to believe there's a conversation taking place, but then we get close no, enough I, to see those yeah. mouths aren't moving at all. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's a cool bit where she's like, there's like the arm wrestling challenge. It was just cool to see Julie Andrews like slumming it with like regular people. Yeah. I love Julie Andrews. Uh, carnival games and corn dogs. I like a corn dog. I haven't had a corn dog in a long Good. time. I've never had one. I feel like oh, I yeah. listen um, And then, uh, but the day's fun. And then she gets to the hills, which of course San Francisco is famous for. And the car won't make it up the hill, and it backs into. I did not think the film needed this, but we had this bit where they. Uh, out- why couldn't she? Does she not have a foot brake? I want to know why she's driving in the first place. Well, Well, she has a foot brake, but it's not enough. It's a lot of gravity. So she goes to pull the e-brake. The e-brake completely snaps off because 
would not be funny uh so wherever she went and got the car so like doc's garage is terrible because they should have tested the e-brake and she smashes into the uh, trolley car which of course san francisco is famous for and in order to Actually get her- played by just a normal bus and in one of the shots you can see its wheels oh really yeah oh that's what they-, they did that for um maybe something in pretty woman they did something similar to this it was some other movie uh, okay. maybe it was speed but there was something else where they took oh that was it the 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 train in speed is a bus with like stuff on it to make it yeah. look like a train yeah that was it um and so uh in order to get out of it she she bigs up the um cop and the transit worker and gives them the was it the the order of the rose the genovian, genovian order, order of, of the, the rose. rose yeah clever clever especially because they used a focus pull at first when you look at the street signs they're not in focus and then as mm-hmm. it comes in focus you get the idea that this is the idea forming in her head yeah. uh you know when when the cinematographer wasn't doing upskirt shots of anne hathaway he was he, he had a couple of ideas yeah. <laughs> pretty much once this part of the movie's over i mean his fun with trying to do this upskirting's over so he's like i guess i better do his natural work yeah he then <sighs> did nine lives with kevin spacey where he gets put into a cat and that was it all right um and so um and then she gets she she gets away with not having any problems. We go back to school, and Mandy Moore is telling the press that she and Mia are best friends. And then a song plays, and I bet you it's a Mandy Moore song. Uh, Josh and uh, Mandy Moore have broken up, so Josh asks Mia to some beach party. And what is it about American high schools having outdoor lockers? Is this I really a thing? Is this really out- really? Yeah, yeah. At my school, we all had outdoor lockers. Wow, I've never seen that. Girl, I'm, from, I'm, from, I'm from Canada where like it's snowy so there's no way you're having outdoor lockers I didn't go to a private school so we didn't have lockers yeah, <laughs> well not private school in Canada it's just you need a place to put your stuff did anyone notice from this podcast that Georgia didn't go to a private school it was called no. a bag and you carried your books with you no we had bags and we had a locker because you have to have a, in Canada you have to have a place to put your, your, like, your coats yeah. your coats heavy you know what I mean um so mandy moore i've said that already i immediately um, knew that he was going to not actually be sincere because he's like you know the thing i don't like about mandy moore it is she's just uh, seeking fame yeah she yeah. wants fame and attention and the entire time that like they're together and i've got fame and attention. i've got my notes i'm guessing she just double booked herself for the cable show and then i went no wait no hang on no it's her date with michael turns out it's both so she'd already double booked herself yeah 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 uh and literally as um so she kind of tells michael that she knows she's she's gonna do something else and as she does so there's a song with the lyrics too many feelings emotions running away with me and i'm like little on the nose in it uh before the party she's talking to her mom and i kind of like this scene the scene about her first kiss and what she hopes is going to happen that night. Mom's playing it really cool. The foot pop. And the foot pop. And I got news for you. If you go back and listen to our episode on Some Like It Hot over at Best Film Ever, you'll find out the foot hop is nothing to do with romance. It was a requirement of the Hayes Code. Because a woman could never be a woman could never be off of her feet. So as a reality, they worked around it by having one foot come off the, the, the ground, but not the other. And that was their way around it. Because both feet off the ground would be too symbolic of sex. And yet somehow it's gone full circle now where we believe the, the workaround is a sign of romance. When in fact it was supposed to be a workaround to not make you think of romance too much. Funny. Huh. 
Um, then we go to the party, and Mandy Moore found a way to end up on stage as a singer. And I don't mean her character. I mean the woman herself has somehow got yeah. Not only do I want my songs, I want to be singing one, too. And you know what? I like the song. It was this yeah. cool little 40s kind of wartimey beach yeah. thing. I liked it. It fits the scene well. It really does. They couldn't make up their mind what they wanted to do with Mandy Moore because most of the time they went villain. And every now and then you went, oh, she's all right. Again, because in the books she's both. And okay. then they're actually quite good friends by the end of the series. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's go live with Lily. Um, and she's got a show called Shut Up and Listen. Like, I hate this girl. I hate this girl. Um, and it is that same night. Uh, Mandy Moore. I think it's a Mandy Moore song in the background. And the lyrics are... It's more than just a crush. Um, there's a helicopter that shows up at this beach party, and uh, they run away. And this is where the point of, where's Joe? He's away. If his, like, why is his only job to, like, chauffeur her? He's head of security. Yeah. But his job he's, seems he's to looking be... looking after Julie Andrews. <sighs> Stupid. I think he explains it later, but it was just like... We know her okay. cover has yeah. been blown as a princess. This is when he yeah. should be earning his money. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, um, and so the helicopter scares them off. They go into a shack, and Josh decides he's going to try and get some romance and says, There's no one here. I'd rather be with Mia. And she goes to kiss, and she wants him to foot pop because that's the test. And because the, she can't pop the foot because it's caught in a volleyball net, she went, This isn't romantic. <laughs> Otherwise, she'd be well up for it. Uh, and then they go outside of the shack, and the press is all, including one guy who's like hiding behind a single yeah. like, palm leaf he's got. <laughs> Sticky's got attached to his camera. Once on the roof, like that that that, that shot of the top of their heads is going to be huge. And then he grab. She wants to run back in. He grabs her. They kiss. And I'm like, you like if this was your big move just to get one kiss, like you probably could have actually, like if she if he waits till she gets established as the proper princess, he could have had huge publicity for himself. I don't know. Maybe they could get married, and then a couple years they could decide they didn't want to be royals anymore. (laughs) <laughs> they Ooh. could they could find a couch and be interviewed about it i mean there are opportunities here he but he got rid of it in one fell swoop um no he wanted he wanted a uh i was gonna foot job to the word foot massage oh the foot massage i was, was how, how about a foot massage well gender stereotypes why can't she give the guy a foot rub I think it was more just to show that he's so self-obsessed. Yeah, maybe. Um, the mean girls tell her... This is the part I didn't get. The mean girls see her running away, clearly upset. Hey, you can get changed in here. And this felt... This was too far for me. I went, I don't believe this. Because then as soon as she gets in change, oh, she should be undressed by now. They call the press over, and they flip open this... Over this temporary canvas changing thing. And she's there just in a towel, which is convenient as it is, because I don't know if you think you're completely alone. I don't know why you have a towel up. Keep in mind, she's 15. So the press would have almost just done like child pornography. Absolutely. Of a royal. (laughs) And like, like, I don't know how this is even ethical, though. If you went, oh, so-and-so's in there getting changed. Say it was someone of age um, as a celebrity right now in there getting. Here's here's Kate Middleton. She's in there. She's getting changed. you don't get to go oh yeah because she's didn't that happen like like five years ago or something that they took i think like, that was in a private garden yeah she was she like, like sunbathing, sunbathing there's a no, there's difference between sun I, I still don't i still don't approve of it but there's mm-hmm. a difference between someone who's laying out in public to a certain or laying out in a degree versus someone's getting changed you know what i mean yeah yeah, yeah. 
So, um, and then the PE teacher comes to her rescue. What is the PE teacher doing at a teenager beach party? No idea. Weird. Not good. And she's even in like her like work uniform. Yeah, I don't really understand. I don't get this. Was this an official school funk? I don't get it. Because it was like next, because the whole thing was like next week, you guys won't be in classes anymore. Can you find your true love? If this is a, this is a school thing, this is weird. Yeah. Um, the queen basically fires Mia from being a princess. Um, she says you'll be forced to abdicate. She says you can still come to the, uh, come to the, to the ball, but come as a family member. But it's a good thing you won't rule our country. Joe comes in and sticks up for her and calls out Mia. Not Mia, calls out Clarice for being a bad grandmother. At the school, they've had the whole weekend to work on some lines. My favorite was Princess Pucker Up. <laughs> um, Lily and Mia fight, and Mia says that she won't be a princess anymore, and then they make up. And the and the, the token on the on the bracelet, it's because Mia's not. It's, Lily's not giving that up. Lily knows she's got princess power potentially coming coming to her, <laughs> uh, and she invites Lily to the ball instead. Uh, and then we find out Mia's then playing baseball. We get told she's in danger of flunking PE or gym class if she doesn't <laughs> hit the ball. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I've done a lot of PE. And I, don't get me wrong. I, I enjoyed it. I think it was, I was fairly good at it. But never once have I heard of someone failing the class if they had no hand-eye coordination. That Basically, happens for, for shows. No, you show up. You try. <laughs> you show up. You try. You pass the class. Yeah. Yeah. You might not get like like a great grade, but you're not going to flunk it. No one's making you redo gym. It is a bizarre. Well, it's always like if it's like, oh, if I don't fail, if I pu- fail gym, I won't be able to go to my favorite university, yeah. which is always the the, the thing. <laughs> um, and so then she hits the baseball because she decides to get mean for a minute. Like one ground ball, she hits first a foul ball, and it sort of goes towards the cheerleader group, and they all freak out. And Sandra O, oh, as part of her vice principal role, is just like hanging out while the gym class plays baseball. She's like teaching the cheerleading or something. Yeah. I don't know. She's like, girls, it's just, uh, come on, what are you doing? And then um, she hits the next ball hard, and she hits Josh in the groin. And she, <laughs> it actually, it actually <laughs> hits him in the stomach because the the film crew decided, or whatever, the like production crew decided it was too adult for it to hit him in the groin. So the ball hits him in the stomach, and then he doubles over so you can't see yeah, where he it Yeah, se- he sells it like it's a groin yeah. shot. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so, man, and that's his punishment, because he did something kind of creepy, so we're going we're gonna to do that. Um, and then we go to Mia and Michael, and she invites him to the ball, and he turns her down, and I'm sorry, he's an ass while he does it. Because he never yeah. flat out says it's a date. Hmm. And so I can understand someone going, Hey, I hear that you're doing this, but I want to, I want to go for a date instead of this. And you go, Okay, I don't really, it's not the greatest thing, but I understand. And yeah. she apologizes and says she's wrong and, and still goes, No. And I'm like, All right, you're just an idiot. Cause even goes, You know, wouldn't Josh look better in a tux? And she goes, It's not, you know, wear whatever you want. It's okay. And he's still like, I'm still mad. I'm like, Pick, pick up the signs, you idiot. Um, didn't like this guy at all. Oh, also, what was the thing on her nose? It's a pore strip. A pore. Is that P O P O R E? Pore? Like yeah. it's, it's cleaning your pores? Yeah. And she was embarrassed. Like, oh my God. I'm like, Okay. When did she decide she liked him? When did that happen in the movie? When the plot deemed it so. Yeah, like. At no point does is she told that he's crazy about you, and she goes, "Wow, I love him too." Or are we just supposed to go as the audience? We knew he was into her, so now she's just 
clued. I don't get this. I think that one that one inter like interaction when they're talking about having like the band practice is supposed to be it, but like it's a really weird way of doing it, especially if it's just gonna also be like I really like Josh. Uh, the girls then bully Jeremiah, and uh, this is back at school, and um, Mia comes over and cones Mandy Moore, which I think technically is assault. Nah, it's an ice cream. <laughs> it technically is assault. Um, yeah. This was, yeah. Uh, I do like the bit where they ask Sandra Oh, and she goes, oh, I, I'm having a very important Pretty meeting important over meeting. here. I didn't see anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> get, it, get it dry cleaned. Um, like, she does do a terrible thing earlier in the film and a justified comeuppance, but we're told the comeuppance is for them picking on the kid with the red hair who was completely underdeveloped. And I don't know why oh, he yeah. was here. The kid who looks like the rapper Youngblood. Cool. Yeah, I don't know why he was here. He was just... His issue is that he's his, his, he's making so much money and at a private school they make fun of him for it because that makes no sense. <laughs> so, yeah. And then we get the gift of a diary. You could call it a princess diary, I suppose. There was still only one of them, so I don't know why there was the diaries. Unless, uh, yeah. She has it right from the beginning in the book. Like, So yeah. the book is, is actually written as, as the diary. As her diary. Oh, that would make sense. diary of a wimpy yeah. kid. Sure. Uh, the locket has the key, which we never saw her go into the locket and get it. And oh, do we see her open the locket and get yeah, it and read it? No, it okay. the, yeah, she opens it. Uh, Grandma apologizes and said she'd be a good ruler um, and tells Mia it's a real job. I- I'm sorry, um, Clarice. I'm sure what you do is important. How do you know it's a real job when you've never worked anything else in your life? <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> Um, and she goes, I don't think I meant to do this. I thought she was late for an interview at this point. Um, Mia turns it down. She doesn't want to let the people of Genovia down. At which point, I get that you want her to have the freedom to make this statement. But if there's this threat that even as the audience, we're not even clear on the timeline of the threat for this. Um, isn't now the time to say, okay, but just so you're aware, here's what happens. If we can't, because yeah. at no point does she go, well, if I can't do it, who gets it? Like, it seems weird. This question is never asked. It's just do it or don't do it. Mm-hmm. But don't ask any contextual questions. Yeah. That's yeah. Weird. And the mother didn't ask any contextual questions because it might have explained some of the decision making processes in this film, like why she pushes so hard. She just says, oh, Genovia will not be the way it's supposed to be. Well, what does that mean? Terrible accidents. It's going to be. Ruled by the people that we don't like. So Mia turns it down, um, and she doesn't want to let people down. And two minutes later, literally two minutes later, Julie Andrews says, okay, but can you come to the ball and renounce your title publicly? (laughs) And I thought this was going to be some sort of great manipulation where she'd get up there and see all the people looking at her with, like, affection. And during her speech, she was going to, like, have this moment and go, I can't. I thought it was going to be like the play of she can't public speak and then this is the big sell and it'll be this. No. So in, in this case, then, like, Clarice is like a horrible person. Oh, yeah. I know you can't do it, but can you still come and denounce it publicly in front of the world? You suck. Because <laughs> later we find out that's not even necessary. Right. When the heck she's yeah. not coming, you don't need to be there to, the, to, to like... Turn down the throne. Honestly, I think it's a public humiliation type thing. Clarice sucks. Again. So does the script. Books, Clarice, she is an awful person. Oh, is she? Okay. Like, like really, really horrible. Like, tattooed on eyeliner, like, really harsh, speaks with this really, like, um, 
thick accent makes me a cry so many times um and is actually more like lucille bluth than uh than <laughs> the one that we i love that nice i jessica, like all of my jessica grandchildren's Walter. equally i don't care for mia just makes me want to set myself on fire um <laughs> mia opens the diary and a letter falls out unseen and the cat goes and sits on it and she apologizes to a picture of her father which f- is actually Anne Hathaway's father. Oh, very cool. Oh, I wanted yeah. to do that one. We find out that she's going to run because Joe tells us. And I've got my notes. Isn't Lily still a guest at this ball? Mm-hmm. Like, this could have been yeah. real awkward. Um, and then we, I'm like, oh, my God, she didn't see the letter. The letter. Oh, she's going to leave and not see. Oh, no, the cat's going to get up. Yeah. It was like a two-minute. Oh, is that? Oh, there it is. Completely, <laughs> completely, fu- any sort of fa- like there was enough time to build any real stakes or tension. If she'd even gone down to, to start the car and gone, oh my hat, and gone back up to get the hat and seen, <laughs> like at least that would have been better. You know what I mean? Like this was well, just it just it would have made more sense. Oh. If you just open the diary and and there's the letter and read the yeah. letter. It falls, hits yeah. her feet. There's the oh, it was so dumb. Um. And so uh, she voiceovers her father's letter for about two seconds, and then we hear his voiceover. Is it, the, yeah. is it the, is the voice the voice of her father as well? No, that's someone else. Okay. But the, the picture in the like flashback of him is is her dad. And here comes my favorite question of the podcast. Mm-hmm. The Genovian Independence Ball. Why is it taking place in San Francisco? Because. I don't know. <laughs> Let's celebrate our independence by going somewhere else <laughs> and having the ball there. Because that's where they all are at the moment yeah and so because i can tell you why because when the prime minister and the queen were a ball in san francisco genovia didn't exist anymore so it's now just become san francisco it's like it's like asgard it's a people it's not a place um and so i don't know there's like a five minute psych out which is over um a a pizza gets delivered and just says sorry to michael in M&M's. In M&M's. So weird. It's just, it's just, it's just, it's his one-dimensional gimmick. He's the M&M guy. Mm-hmm. Then we go to the ball. And we find out some matter will be resolved tonight, but there's no answer from Mia. And she goes, well, she's got 10 minutes. Why does this announcement have to take place tonight? Because the press are waiting. So what the, No, no. But why does it have to? Why does she have to declare or not declare? How does this change the, the, the future of this country? Is, is she taking a cyanide tablet after the night's over? <laughs> Yes. Like you know, I can't do it. I'm killing myself tonight. There's no reason for this. Is the queen sick? No, she's not. There's no. What is causing this ticking clock? At least in your book, it's established. The father is ill. He's got. He's going to be. He's going to die. We need to know who the next heir is going to be. We know the heir is the queen. We know it's Clarice. Unless she's going to die, there's no ticking. There's no race against time. Why have they created one? What was the stakes? Unless. I can create an, an an easy an easy race against time for them. At a certain date, if me is not chosen, they can just use someone else. That would have been so easy. It's right, just but then an it explanation. Has to be, it has to be her birthday or sixteenth birthday or something. Then yeah, yeah, yeah. But then it has to be established. But they just create one and go because it's tonight. Why? 
Because it is. That's when the no, press. I, why is I wasn't there even a rule? An excuse. I'm just trying to get like create a bit of plot. Yeah. Why is there a rule that you're next in line has to be established by this date? And why <laughs> this date? Why not last year? Why was it allowed to go without a clear successor? You know, for two months. For two months. Why does it automatically happen? Is there like a sixty I day window it, we're not told about? Or I thought it day? was because she was sixteen. No, when she's sixteen, she finds out. But there's no sort of rule about on your sixteenth birthday. They said she was supposed to be eighteen as well. Also, the queen no. is still the queen. Yeah, the queen's like, not going anywhere. Yeah. They have a. They have a, unless Anne Hathaway one, is like one I'm line going to die. One line. It, it is. It is. Kosovian, Segovian, Genovian, Genovian uh, tradition that or law that we have to know who the next in line is, and once the current one dies, we have ninety days to establish who the next in line will be. Done, fixed, finished, got it. We did it, guys. <sighs> what even is the timeline of this film? It must be like what four days. Yeah. No, no, no. It's way longer than that. Way, way. It's a few weeks. It does not feel like that. It felt felt like a few weeks when I was watching it. Um, <laughs> Mia's car breaks down. She says, "I am invisible and I'm wet." And the invisible was a, was was a, a thing from earlier where like the boy she likes like almost sits on her because he literally doesn't see her there, and even yeah. goes, "Oh, I didn't see you there." Uh, now we find out the Van Struckens are next in line if Mia turns down the clock. Uh, that would have been good to know earlier in the film, wouldn't it? Rather than keep yeah. this, because I don't dislike them enough by this point. You should you brought them over at the party. That should have been like early, early, early. See, I, I, it must just be memory from watching it before, but I already knew that before. Here's the deal. I thought there was something earlier. The, in the first film princess well. lesson Mia comes into. She comes in. You got the Van Struckens. You've got the Queen, and you just hear him saying, "Well, it's not there yet." And she goes, "What's going? On? Oh, nothing, nothing, nothing. These people were just leaving. Off they go. We don't know what they are, but we know already in Act One they're a threat." Whatever it is, we know there's something not good. We see him again at the party. What's that? Oh, and maybe like Joe lets it slip out. Yeah, yeah, they're going to be next in line if da-da-da-da-da-da. I'm sure there was something at the party. We just, at the dinner. There's a thing where they say that they want to, but she never finds out. Like, it's just they're, they're thrown oh, in no. at like the hour and ten minute mark as the threat. Um, we need it to. And so enter Joe with the save, and he delivers Mia, who's just in time to save Genovia for the thing we've been afraid of for about seven minutes. <laughs> Not even seven minutes. Not even seven minutes. Like, this could have been established like five minutes into the film. Yeah. yeah. And then I know what the stakes are. And as the audience, she doesn't have to know, but I, I would like to know. Because that would because I didn't care if she's a princess or not. <sighs> um and why does she, she gets up there and makes a speech and she expresses, and maybe now if I'm up there, she says, you know, maybe I need to care more about this other 7 billion people on the planet. Not that there's 7 billion, maybe just 100,000 or so who live in Genovia. That's really all you have to do. <laughs> of whom the important people are all in the room. Uh, and then she goes. Speaking of important people in the room, I really liked that the bus or the trolley car driver and the policeman. Oh, yeah. Are there with their, the their little badges. That made me smile. Yeah, little yeah. ribbons. Uh, and then she goes. And, you know, I have a platform now, and maybe I can let people who are smarter than me. And they cut to Lily, who's smiling, and I hated this. <laughs> I don't think Lily is smarter. I think Lily's just just louder and angrier. Lily sucks. Yeah. yeah. Yep. <sighs> she cares about, was it, the, I don't know, it, 
an animal. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing wrong with having, you know, and young people often are passionate about causes, but this was like, there's it going to a cartoon version. This was like the cartoon squared of cartoon yeah. versions. And she wasn't, there wasn't a likable quality about her. Um, so then all of a sudden uh, she accepts the crown and she goes, hey, the crown's, how did you know I'll be back? Because she remind me of someone who I knew once. Who? Me. Now, the I better line is, the better line is it. your father. The, or the yeah. better line is your mother. Yeah. That would have been a great line. Where it's, the, yeah, you've got royal blood, but you've also got your mom's blood and your mom's good people. Because they made sure they told us at every stretch of the way, we all really loved each other, but he had to go be a prince and we didn't want to do that to our family. You know what the message of the story is? The only important people are the royals. So now I know my place. Yes. Um, I t- I, but I do like the Genovian national anthem, as we found out off the top. I thought this was brilliant. And the fact that the prime minister, I hope that's in the official rules. The prime minister has to has sing the to anthem sing at official, yeah, yeah. At official state functions. Prime minister. Yeah. If you, you the queen is around. You have to singing audition to become the prime minister. It's like their version of like, of like X Factor. It's like, you know. <laughs> I, you know what? You know what? Probably more people vote in that than vote in the general election anyway. So why not? Are you a good political leader? We don't care. Can you sing? That's the important bit. <laughs> Ed Sheeran for prime My minister. Kind of then country. Um, I just got vibes of that one when uh, Borat does the the uh, Kazakhstan national anthem the entire time. I just that's all I felt from the scene. Was that from Borat One, where he's in the rodeo? Yeah. 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 Uh, we go to the denouement. Um, Mia has her princess makeover, courtesy of Paolo, because we need it for the posters that we're going to have. We didn't get one shot of her with sunglasses in that princess dress so that was a complete lie um re-enter michael who still can't act uh joe dances with the queen and um like she dances with michael this is mia for like three seconds then he's dragging her outside who's gonna kiss her for a foot pop and he goes why me and he goes because she goes because you saw me when I was invisible. Yeah, but you didn't see him seeing you when you were invisible. <laughs> I'm literally crumpling up the paper and throwing it. Did she not Did she not realize back then, or was she ignoring him in favor of a better choice? That's a better movie. She knows he's into her, but she's so smitten with this guy. She doesn't see it or doesn't notice it or doesn't want it. And then she has to come to realization. And... <sighs> <laughs> There's a reason that plot line has been done hundreds of times. Like, yeah. it works. It makes yeah, sense. It works. It's, like, sometimes it's, if it's predictable, it doesn't we, make it bad. Yeah. And I know we would probably moan about it if that were the plot line, but it would still be better than this. I've seen the alternate. <laughs> I'll take what I'm used to sometimes. <laughs> like, I mean, I know, I know we did just watch Tall Girl on Best yeah, Film Ever. But yeah. <laughs> like, I, I said to someone that I like McDonald's, you know, it's not good quality food, but you know what you're getting. So better the devil up, you know better the devil you know i'm like you know what it is um and so they kiss and they do the haze code because she pops her foot up that triggers the fountains and somehow also the lights even though the switch clearly yeah. says water i'm guessing the lights must be hydroelectric must be must i was be. gonna say they're like Thank um you. movement detecting ones they're not moving much, and they're very far away. Oh, the, the, the water's moving. All right. Yeah. Uh, we do a final dance number where the kids do the robot, 
And how many songs in the soundtrack are Mandy Moore? I would ask somebody to look up the soundtrack because I need I'll to know this. Lick. I'm going to say nine. Uh, I'm going to go five. Six. Six. I'll go six. Seven. Okay. I'm going uh, to say nine because there's also that 40s song. So I think that technically counts as a Mandy Moore song. Or we're going to see if we can find anything. Uh, Joe and the Queen disappear with a kiss on the glove as they Aww. head off um mom is going to move to genovia to support her daughter i'd like to remind you her father has to go back and divorce his wife because she doesn't want to move to genovia and ruin her daughter's life (laughs) yep this whole film is literally unnecessary because she wanted to be an artist but she can still be an artist in genovia it says mum will be moving to genovia with me and will continue painting yep (laughs) i will be honest i think she would have found more success if she was a royal who painted yeah and then nobody so there was no issue there's no reason for this 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 whole movie doesn't need and they both could have been happy because it seems that they both none of them found new love because we can't have that say what you like onward i really liked onward because mum is re remarried and yeah. it's this idea that you know she doesn't it's not because she, she doesn't dislike her i mean, we, I, I did say at the time i wish she, we'd had a bit more but it was a sophisticated narrative that would have been interesting to hear about it's not just the boy's father it's her ex-husband but the idea that she has moved on and that was okay and we don't we, we don't we don't judge her for that we we welcome that but it seems like he was single until he died and she was single until he died and now they're going to move to genovia anyway and we finish and they're on a plane and there's something about the cat being a royal i'm like this wasn't a established anything to do with the cat the whole oh, movie yeah because she's like and hathaway's actual cat the oh. one that plays that, that cool. cool and it finishes with uh princess look out the window and welcome to genovia and this is said by joe which sounded like he did this over the telephone <laughs> the, the audio quality ethan i thought you'd be with me on this one the audio yeah. quality of this line is so bad unless you're trying to tell me he's now the pilot as well it's I mean, it probably is. I Even apologize, the everyone, for what's about to happen. It's Princess, welcome to Genovia. <laughs> oh, it wasn't. It wasn't even that clear. It was just so bad. It was so bad. I really oh, wish no. I'd queued it up, but it was so. I might put it in post right here, but it was so bad. He's totally adapted to being a royal. I guess he was one all along. Princess, look out the window, and welcome to Genovia. Oh, no, <sighs> I turned my levels all the way up. I thought that was going to distort to no, shit. No, it was actually pretty good. Um, <laughs> so that was that. Georgia, do we have a number on the Mandy Moore songs? I do, and um, I think I'll be, you'll be surprised. Actually, only only Stupid Cupid is... is um, credited to mandy moore which one's oh. that that's the one she sings at the beach shut up really yeah oh, the okay. only one that she's she's accredited to yeah and this soundtrack sucks <laughs> for it is other reasons weird, weird names that i haven't ever heard of really so okay i'm not surprised well then we've hit this thankfully mercifully we've hit this we're in the end game now and thank god we're in the end game now um uh, money, George, do you have anything on budget or, or box office? Yeah, yeah, I do. Um, so it actually did really, really well. It was uh, one well, of spoilers. the... Spoilers, come on. Let's guess. Okay, sorry. Half the fun. Uh, so... <laughs> what was the budget? 
The budget was 26 million. Okay, I'm going to guess it did really, really well. And so <laughs> oh, really? I think it did $95 million. Mm, I was going to say around there as well. Mm, I'm going to say 85 then. I'm going to be really generous because this seems like everyone's favorite. 230. Whoa. No, it actually did, I believe, 126, I think. Oh, no, 165, sorry. 165, 165 so I think. Million, Ethan, yeah. I'm 70 off, you're 70 off. It's about halfway between us, buddy. Yeah. That's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. One of the highest grossest film, highest grossing films in 2001. It explains wow. explains the remake. Yeah, I mean, the remake, sequel, the sequel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah Please yeah. don't, I don't need to see us again. Who would you have Anne <laughs> Hathaway in the remake? <sighs> I, don't, I don't know young Hollywood this well. Not people that age. It, Zendaya. Yeah, it, it, it would be. It, it would definitely be, be Zendaya or Millie Bobby Brown. Not, I think Zendaya's man might be too old. Or maybe not. It would definitely be. I think it would be an actress of color. Oh yeah, I absolutely think it would, especially with the there Royals. Is, yeah, there is a book series spinoff where um, because obviously in the books her dad isn't dead. Um, he's just got cancer, and they think he's sterile. Turns out he's not. Um, and Mia gets a half sister who is um Afro Caribbean. Ooh. All right, then. I like yeah. that. So, um, there is that. Um, so, uh, I don't imagine this wins any awards. <laughs> no. Um, so, we do have to do this, though. So, let me make sure I get this. That's our music for Paws of the Parks, the part no. where, yes, George, you've been away for a couple of weeks. <laughs> I should know what the yes. There's lots of new music. We've, 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 we've got a couple new drops, yeah, that we sort of put in for a couple of things. So this is the part where a friend of the podcast, Andrew Shevsky, uh, gives us some, some feedback, and we report back from him on his uh, findings on how the film we've talked about this week has been incorporated into the Disney parks. So, Georgia, I think I gave you this information. You what did, you got? Yeah, um, and the entirety of the information is... Unfortunately, other than being a staple in the um, in his household, he couldn't find anything relating to the Princess Diaries in the parks. You just totally oh. chickened out of saying Olszewski on the... Uh- I did because I did, and I'm really sorry, but it's because I kind of stuttered it, couldn't remember how to pronounce it, and I didn't want to balls it up. You're all right, so. you're all right. So that is that. So thank you very much, uh, Andrew. And that was our pause for the parks. <laughs> Of a we do it on both like, sides. I was more of like that was I was more of a hiccup for the parks, yeah. if you will. Uh, so uh, let's talk about the usual big questions. First off, let's let's tear this bandaid off. Role of women? Uh, I mean, there's a queen and an artist. You, you, you're just naming characters. That's, that's the role of women. The role of women is it's quite good. Um, I think there's a diverse range of different types of women shown in the film all of the main characters are women and um Anne Hathaway's pretty cool I guess and yeah, Queen's amazing Mum's yeah. amazing it's just, really, it's just a, I'll a tell problem. you what I did like. I did like because it would have been I did like that when they broke up Mandy Moore and the and the jerk still hated each other the rest of the film. Yeah. yeah. I liked that. It wasn't like they're like, well, we'll get back together now because we're just jerks who deserve each other. So no, I was all right with that. that. Yeah. yeah um, I like the mom. Uh, I felt that the last third of the movie, she's she's gone. I like Sandra Oh. Yeah, all the characters I really like in this movie are, are women. So, you know, mm-hmm. the only male character I really, really liked is... Um, Joe. I, I did like Paolo eventually. I love Pablo, Paolo, 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 Paolo. Yeah. So that was that. Uh, on that note, favorite character, favorite character. Let's start with Ellie. 
think I'm going to go for Joe. Um, but I think I might be slightly swayed because I love him so much in Pretty Woman as well. But I just really like him playing that. Hector Alonso is just great in everything. Um, he really helpful. is. Yeah, like the yeah. helpful kind of wise, like, wise old man, older, helpful man. Like he's not. I mean, he's not like a servant exactly, but he's kind of in that he, role of he serves the queen, servitude. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Look. Yeah, but. I guess he is kind of a servant, but like in but he does as well. When, when he needs to call he, her out, he manager, does call her out. He, but he, yeah, yeah, he's like an yeah, friend. Yeah, um, Georgia. Um, yeah, I love Joe in this. He's great. Um, but I mean, massive shout out to Anne Hathaway and Julie Andrews because they are Anne Hathaway and Julie Andrews. So, okay. yeah, they're great. Uh Ethan. I really, really like Joe. He's like Rufus from um, Bill and Ted, but if he worked for the Queen, like in his (laughs) style. And he's just nice. He's like the saving grace of like this film's humanity at points to me. But also shout out to Sandra Oh because I love Sandra Oh. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with Sandra Oh, I'm going to go with Sandra Oh, because with the exception of the first couple of seconds, they were still establishing her. Every time she was on screen, I felt she stole the show. Um, I was not as big on Julie Andrews. I think, I mean, I think Sandra Oh and Joe, the two of them are the ones least encumbered by a bad script. Yeah. And I think Julie Andrews, a lot of her stuff was me going, I hate the plot hole. This doesn't make any sense. Though the press is here. You are the you are the head of state. You don't have to do it just because the press are getting impatient. And so some of that got transferred onto her. Um I think Anne Hathaway's good in she's it's, it's a simple format and she's good she's at Anne ugly Hathaway. duckling. She's Anne Hathaway. Yeah. She's not Anne Hathaway yet. She's she's yeah. just kind of playing herself. And she's good at it. And it was refreshing. Uh, and I think Joe, I mean, maybe it is too much because he's like he is in Pretty Woman and he was better in Pretty Woman. Um, I think well, Sandra Oh's been better in other things too. I just thought the stuff she did that I bet she wasn't even supposed to be doing. And she found ways to, to make this movie better than it was without her. That's the thing. The movie's clearly better for her presence than it would have been without. So I'm going to give it to her even though it's a bit part. So. But that's, the, that's one, either a mix of how poor the script is into how good she's just as a, as a character actor. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Especially when, yeah, because what we know her from now, she doesn't, this is nothing like her wheelhouse. Mm. Uh, her stuff's a lot more dry. And so there we go. Uh, favorite moment or element of the film? Favorite moment or element? Ellie. Oh, I thought of a different one earlier on and now I've forgotten what it is. Um, I'm going to go for the speech at the ball. Um, oh. Although you have just ripped it to shreds. I but um I just I found that quite a, a moving moment. There's definitely something else in the film that I really liked as well, though, that I thought of afterwards and forgot to write down. So maybe one of you will remind me with your favorite moments. OK, uh, Georgia. Uh, one of the clumsy moments that we didn't actually speak about, the fact that Anne Hathaway falls over on the bleachers while she's talking to I'm guessing that Lily. was real. Yeah, that was yeah. real. She just straight up carries on with her lines and keeps going. Um, and they they kept it in because it Isn't was that when she so starts, real. Like, she starts laughing at herself, too, as a result, yeah. doesn't yeah. she? Yeah, yeah. I'm guessing she was going to hear cut, and when she didn't hear it, she was smart enough to get back into... Not, I think she she just carried on straight away with the next line came out of her mouth before she starts laughing. Okay, and they 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 carried they on. To, yeah. yeah, that's clever. Okay, uh, Ethan. Um, I'll be, I can't think of much that I like about this, but I do like the princess lessons. 
like the the first yeah. set of them when she's like gross sorry my dog just like tried to puke um the first set of them when she tries to like yeah the first set of them when she like tries to Anne, uh, not Anne Hathaway Julie Andrews like you got to walk like this you need to talk, like move like that and don't slouch and then Anne Hathaway's just taking the piss the entire time I enjoyed that I wish there was more of that also that visual of Julie Andrews walking with a slouch is hilarious oh, yeah. because it's just not how she walks <sighs> For mine, honorable mention to just anything that the Prime Minister did. I thought he was just a really fun little... Oh, I forgot. little plus like one. Like the yeah. Bay bit. Yeah. Uh, I think that might have been the one I, I was wanna, thinking Yeah, of. I want to change my, my point to that one. I love that. <laughs> I'm going to give mine to... And it's, it's, it's what we talked about. It's predictable. But you know what? Uh, it's, 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 it's the makeover scene. Yeah. When you get to see the character you're invested in, when you get to see what's on the outside reflect how you've been taught the character is on the inside, and it feels we've had the mean pretty girl, and now we have the the nice pretty girl as the counterpoint. She deserves to look this good and feel this good about herself. And if you can pull it off right, there's that smile that they can do when they love what they see in the mirror for the first time, maybe in in ever. And I, that's always an emotionally resonant point. If it's done well, and it was done well in this. I was, I was like, all right, this is. This is good. So I will give my vote to that. So uh, a little grumble, a little grumble. Uh, let's start with Ellie. Okay. So I'm going to have to give an honorable mention for this one because I hate Lily. I think she's awful. Yeah. Um, but my, my other grumble, my main one is I don't understand how her hair stays like that after the makeover. Like no one with frizzy curly hair like that manages to keep it straight, especially when they're in a downpour of rain. Like that's just that. not realistic. She's been she's been shown. She's been I should sh- imagine it's been chemically treated. <laughs> oh, it could be that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it could be a few weeks. You can get the okay. opposite. You can get the opposite of a perm. I don't know, it just seems to be perfect all the time. But, I mean, I guess if that's the case, then I'll just go with I hate Lily. All right, there we go. Lily should shut up and listen. Um, Georgia. (laughs) Um, Yeah, just said the plot holes. Uh, It just just bugs me. I'm like, because it's it's a really good story that is told over 10 books, and this is not it. Okay. Uh, Ethan. Where do I start? I've said that about a couple of films recently. Um, I really hate the friendship with Lily. It does not make sense at all. You know, this isn't your list of grumbles. It's it's supposed to narrow it down. I know, yes. but there's a lot. Grumble yeah. well, no, so I, have, I have a lot of grumbles as well, but I'm going to try and rein mine yeah. in. So The friendship with Lily is weird, but Ellie already covered on that. Um, I The love triangle square, whatever you want to call it, just it, it's tiring and I don't care for it and it doesn't make any sense at points at all okay was there anything else if it felt like you oh no i'm i'm just letting you go first before uh, i tear more oh okay uh my i i uh I, i'm just gonna put this on here i'm sort of claiming to i've tried just lectured but the upskirting was just not cool um so uh, but my big thing is i'm gonna go with the plot holes I think there's just far too many of them where I'm going like this movie wants me to care about stakes and race against time and develop tension. And th- and these things are like two minutes later, it's fixed or seven minutes later, it's resolved. So it's, it's combination of like poor story planning as far as like how you can, you know, not script by, but story by the script's terrible, but the story's worse. And there's no reason for these. Like, why is this a deadline? You are, you, you are the head of state. Surely you can change the deadline. What these things, there's no reason for this finish line to be where it is. 
and yeah, on top, yeah, just on top of that, the runtime's way too bloody long. Um, Ethan, is there anything else you wanted to say, Ethan? It's just the opening is really fast paced, and then it gets to like I don't know forty minutes in, and it just dips and gets so slow for no reason, especially with like granny and granddaughters trip around San Francisco with the bus people like the practice lot, dinner the practice dinner really pads the runtime and didn't need to happen and this could be because of how i've had to see this over the course of seven hours because my internet's been so terrible but you really start to notice when things don't need to start happening yep so it's that time i never want to hurt my age what's my age again what's my age again All right, Ellie. Uh, big thanks to Midnight Social for letting us Moonlight Social sorry, for letting us um, use the uh, use their little ditty for our age game. Usually a best film ever exclusive, but I really wanted to hear some of this today. So, Ellie, what do you got for us? Uh, so, I'm going to start with Anne Hathaway. I know Georgia can't do this one. So, twenty, twenty-four, eighteen. Wow! Oh, but I really got an issue with it. That's when it came out. Yeah, she's 17. Oh, jeez. I really got an issue with this camera placement and, and those short... Like, that camera does not need to be underneath her the whole... Oh, there's no way. Okay. Okay. Um, Julie Andrews. 60. 65. 67. <laughs> she is 65. Well done. Wow, Ethan. Nicely done. Um... Hector Elizondo, who plays Joe. It's amazing because he looks about. You could tell me he was younger in this than it was in Pretty Woman if I didn't know when the two films came out, and I probably believe you. <laughs> yeah. Um, 52. 54. 60. I think I'm high, actually. Nope, he's 64. He's Whoa. 64 in this? No. Yep. Wow. Good that on a, him. That is a good-looking 64-year-old. Wow. I'm straight uh, up going to say I'm going to have that. to double-check it now. It's always when you, like, question these things. I'm like, have I got it right? <laughs> um, the next one I've got down is the mum, who is Caroline Goodall. Okay. 47. 33. 35. She is 41. Wow. Okay. So they really could be mother and daughter. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I was right about Hector Elizondo. Wow. He is now eighty-four years old. That's wow. amazing. I saw, I've seen him like in a, like a, like four years ago in a TV show, and he looked older, but I think he looked eighty. Wow. Good for him. Yeah, he's he's looking pretty good. If these are recent photos that he's got, on, maybe it's a Mediterranean diet. I don't know. Now. <laughs> um, and then I've also got Lily and Michael. If we want them. <sighs> Um, Lily is 19. I'm going to go 17. I think they're about the same age. Go 18. Yep, she's 18 right. as well. And Michael, and Michael is 24. 19. Ethan, it's an audio format, but I need to say something. Oh, no, I did. Oh, we didn't catch it. I think it didn't come through. <laughs> oh. Um. Well, if you said something, how come you can't think of the answer? You are lying. You are 100% lying. No, no, I said 22, and I was like, don't want to do 22 again. That sounds a bit too high. Uh, 17 again. He is 
18 as well. So oh, was 18. Wow, okay. That's crazy. I really did struggle with the concept of which sibling was older. I know, I guess the film was telling me one was, but yeah. He looked really young. Are you hot, so? like, why is why have you cast him as the older brother no. if he looks the same as the yeah i don't know that's why i couldn't think of like an answer again after i said 22 because i was like he looked 12 at points all right it's time for the review so georgia what do you got for reviews for us on this do, do she panics as she picks up her phone again because you had mentioned that the rotten tomato score on this was like 40 percent or something like that earlier uh 48 48 so yeah more losses than wins yeah, it's not it's not that great. I've tried to pick some slightly nicer ones, but no, that's totally uh, fine. Totally fine. <laughs> uh, so we get uh, Debbie Lynn Elias uh, from Behind the Lens says, uh, "Do Queen Clarice and Joe succeed in their fair lady? Does Mia accept her destiny? Does she get her Prince Charming? Come on, this is Hollywood. This is Gary Marshall. This is a fairy tale. This is Once Upon a Time. This is as good as it gets. She liked it. Wow. Um." then we get one from um heather wadowski from film threat uh he says one of the most delightful and touching comedies to grace the big screen in years that features no swearing no sex no violence no drugs and no dull moments um i think we'll probably disagree with the dull moments comment but uh there we go and then um it is we do get one from our good friend roger ebert ebs he does not like this film (laughs) i tell you he and i are on the same wavelength most of the time (laughs) He really doesn't like it. If you want a fun read, go and read his review of this because it is pretty funny. Uh, But his closing statement is, as the Princess Diaries creeps from one painfully obvious plot destination to another, we wait impatiently for the characters on screen to arrive at what has long been clear to be the audience. If uh, long been clear to the audience, if this movie is determined to be this dim-witted, couldn't it at least move a little more quickly? The metronome is set too slow as everyone is acting and thinking in half time. (laughs) Well done, Mr. Ebert. <laughs> oh, we, we, we are worse for your loss, but better that we had you. So uh, that is that. So now it's time for us to come up with our ratings. Our ratings. Where are you going to put the Princess Diaries? Uh, let's start with Ellie. So I was really looking forward to watching this again, but it didn't quite hold up to what I hoped it would be. So I've given it six and a half orders of the rose out of ten. Ah, orders of the rose. That's nice. Uh, very curious. We went back at Georgia, who seemed to be obviously looking forward to seeing it again. Uh, how did it hold up for you and what's your rating? Um, it didn't hold up as high as I wanted it to, but that's from a critical standpoint. From like an emotional standpoint, I was almost mm. crying by the end because I really like I really like this film. Um, yeah, me too. <laughs> but I am trying to be a bit more critical mm. and um, things. So uh, I'm going to give it a 7 out of 10. Wow, I wonder what the number was before the critical lens came on. No, it wasn't much higher. I oh, just, okay. I just, I'm trying to strip it on, and just out of interest, I've got it. At, uh, um, out of ten live action films that I've, I've seen on here, is it number four? I have so. no idea. I, I need to make a, uh, like some sort of a master list and go back and check out my my, my live action rankings and sort of look at them because I don't write these down for for this one for some reason. Uh, Ethan, you are up. Yeah, I. So obviously, I saw the second one first, and I hated the second one. I had no expectations. I was pleasantly surprised at points. I don't think this is fantastic. I don't think this is terrible. It just exists. It's like... I just don't have a care about it afterwards. It's just going to leave my brain. I don't even think I'll put it on talkies because it's so middling. 
so for that, I'm giving it five and a half sherbet infused migraines out of ten. Um, I am. When Georgia presented it, I said, "I'm what I'm expecting is formulaic, but hopefully enjoyable schlock." I think was how I rephrased it as. Uh, it's definitely schlock. It's definitely formulaic. <laughs> I struggle with the idea of if it, I don't know if I enjoyed this or not. Um, I bounce back and forward with two different numbers. I'm gonna end up going with the one I sort of sat out halfway through the review, which is uh, I'm actually joining Ethan again on that ledge there, and I'm saying five and a half powerful annoyed journalists out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> So that's that. That's where I've got it. Uh, it just exists. It's not a bad film. If I, if, it's not a if good I, film. It just sort of exists outside of, outside of. I mean, the critics get it forty eight percent. I'm sitting there going, uh, yeah, it's. I can't make up my mind on if if I had a good time or not. There are parts I, I went was flipping through the channels and there was nothing else on, and I just wanted to turn my brain off for a bit. I would have it on. I would. I wouldn't not. have my full attention, but I'd just be like. Eh, background noise. I would not. I would go find something with Sandra Owen that I like better. <laughs> Which is nothing everything else, else she's done. Well, I, well, is this a world where Netflix and Disney Plus and all these other yes. things don't exist? They no longer no, don't exist. Say, oh, say hypothetically, someone hacked Disney Plus. I would grab a guitar everything. and play some music. I would do something else. I don't have the luxury of musical talent. I would turn on a podcast and review a bag of crisps I'm eating. I don't know. I would do something. <laughs> okay. Someone someone hacked everything. So whatever right, kind right. of content you If want. it was on and you if you're sick and on the couch and it came on, yeah. you would let it play. Okay, fair yeah. enough. Fair enough. Yeah. That's that's that's, 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 that's my fault. That. That's my fault it's for being overly pedantic. Movie. It's a sick day movie. I will get it's a sick day yeah. movie. Absolutely. It's like if I want to watch like I know he's not on anymore, but like uh the Jeremy Kyle show, it's that level of content where it's not good, but I get a bit of enjoyment. Okay, so let's find out. Maybe we'll get a little bit of enjoyment from what Ellie's got for us next week. So, Ellie, what do you have planned for us next week? I feel quite confident that you are all going to definitely enjoy what I pick for next week. Um, So I thought we would go back to something we haven't done for quite a while, and I have picked a Pixar film. Okay. So we are going to look at Finding Nemo. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah, yeah, All right. All right. I'm very curious to see how I feel about this uh, in a post Ellen DeGeneres might be a bully world. Mm. I only yeah. just realized that she was Dory. So. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. Well, maybe, maybe much like Dory, you'll forget that Nemo, before next week. I wouldn't have even known who Ellen DeGeneres was when I first watched Finding Nemo. Oh, uh, see, because we, yeah, we, we, Ellen, Ellen's a big, big, yeah, big, big deal. It happened for a while. So, yeah. Yeah. Gives um, me more jokes to make. Yeah, um, I'm looking forward. To, I like Finding Nemo uh, on the on the surface. <laughs> surface, uh, I'll say I, I don't put it amongst my elite Pixar's, but going back over, it might change that. Maybe I've forgotten. I remember liking it. I just think it's. Uh, I just remember it being yeah. beautiful, like animation was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's some bits I really, really. There's some touching moments in this too. Um, so, Georgia, any initial thoughts on that? I, I mean, I quote Finding Nemo quite a lot in my day-to-day life. I, I quite like some of the little 
little songs and little ditties that are in it. Um, and it is the first film I saw in cinemas as I was a boy. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. So uh, let's see if that holds up next week when we look at that. All right. So please join us next time when we gather together to talk about Finding Nemo for Talking to Mickey. I've been here. I've been Natalie. I've been Ethan. And I've been Georgia. And since we're all such best friends, let's all <laughs> hang up the phone now and make fun of Ethan's hair. <laughs> <laughs> well, see you next time. <laughs>